Well, let's start mm-hmm. this episode 153 with just three of us. It's a lightweight crew this week, but it's just enough to keep things rolling, I hope. We'll still, we'll still keep it three hours. I think we will. We'll keep under a clean four, at least. Uh, <laughs> I'm Tim. I'm here with Jeff. You just heard his voice. And Derek, welcome. And uh, let's get into some stuff. There's not a whole lot of major new games out. We just talked yeah. about how January, last week we talked about how January was you know, pretty surprising. Had some nice hits, and uh, both Metacritic-wise, but also just as far as our podcast goes, like we enjoyed a lot of games that, that dropped in January. So that was a fun month. Right. A right. nice surprise, too, of course with what's in your background, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little more. Um, February is a, has heavy hitters. We, re, we previewed this month last week. It's just, this is yeah. February 3rd. We're recording this. None of them have landed yet. None of the big ones. have. They're landed. about to, though, for sure, yeah. And we all pre-ordered, like, deluxe for Harry Potter, so... Next week will be Harry Potter week, and yeah. then the following weeks we've got other big games, really big games that are going to be... Yeah, fun. the week really? after, yeah. Really big games. So, so it's a good thing we got that deluxe version because for those that don't know, you get you can play it 72 hours early if you get the pre-order the deluxe version of Hogwarts Legacy. And we're all going to be doing that because we want to, not just to rush the experience because we got to get to the next big game, but it does help. You know, it like does it help. does getting that I head agree. start. Yeah. I agree. All right. And I see Derek's got that as, as his background. Derek, mm-hmm. you're not a mega Harry Potter fan. It sounds like you're like me where you're like, yeah, those movies are kind of fun, but your yeah. family probably loves it way more than you do. Are but you're getting this game, right? You're pretty pumped to play it. Yeah, I, I got the deluxe edition on PC, so I'm excited oh, to see. See, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think my hype level is very reasonable. I think some people yeah. are like crazy, which they have a right to. They're yeah, they're yeah that's me. That's me. Fans. <laughs> you have a right to go crazy. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm like more excited. Obviously, the controversy. You know, I love controversy. <laughs> give me that drama. <laughs> yeah, give me that drama. Um, nom, nom. No, truthfully, whether it had controversy or not, like when it was announced, zero interest. But as like stuff started coming out, I was like, wait, they're actually. It looks like making a good game. Yeah. So yeah. and they've shown truth, a lot of it, right? A lot of yeah. gameplay they've shown. Man, yeah, they, they've, they've done been some very transparent. Yeah. Um, Which means so I, they're confident. I, I would think it means they're confident in their game, don't you think? I agree with that. They're not it's hiding like an, another game that's coming out this supposedly this year that we'll get to in the headlines. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not cagey about it's anything. Avalanche Studios, right? It's the ones who did like Disney Infinity and right, the Cars right. games and stuff. So it's not it's not Avalanche that you know from like the Shadow games or or from Mad Max and the Avalanche, the other Mad Avalanche Mad Studios do Mad Max. I, I my so expectation awesome. is at a Mad Max type of a level. That's a game that like the IP I think is really cool, but I'm not a mega fan. Like I don't know the lore. I just have seen the movies and think they're really cool and I think the setting is interesting. But I'm not a mega fan. But I played that game going in with moderate expectations and I had a blast with it. And that game has flaws for sure. It's got it's rough around the edges in certain spots. It's you know there's elements of it that are not quite like ten out of ten, but it is a really fun game, like a solid eight out of ten at worst. And I, that's my expectations for Hogwarts Legacy is that I'm really gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna have a blast. And if it if it's even just lands at above average to good, like I'm gonna be very happy with that. That's all I really want. But if it happens to land in the excellent category, dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. I mean, I don't think it's gonna you know. So what I'm about to say, let me like finish my full thought, but like Forspoken actually made me more excited for this game because while I don't think Harry Potter, or I should say Hogwarts plays like Forspoken at all, the vibe that I said last week that 
there are certain areas where I was just exploring and you're using all these magic spells and everything like that made me feel like I was in like a Harry Potter type okay. universe. So that was when I was like, okay, I know they're not going to play exactly the same, but the whole open world, open area, RPG, magic, there's a lot of similarities or parallels yeah. that kind of got me more excited because I am hoping, again, while my expectations I think are very level-headed and, and not too high, uh, I still want to believe it's going to be better than Forspoken, and I personally loved Forspoken. So, or not love, but I like it. be better than Forspoken, or there's going to be a lot of conversations around this. Well, game. hopefully <laughs> we won't be like, I just moved shit with my brain. <laughs> I moved shit with my wand. Some of the some of the uh, campus stuff and the classroom stuff reminds me of what I remember from Bully, and I don't know if it's going to feel like that whatsoever. But just the idea of you get to kind of pick and choose where you want to go, but you also have to complete assignments, and the, the classes are like mini games, and but there's also a bigger story and some combat type things to go. So if it has that vibe while also a strong Harry Potter vibe, like I am all the way here for it. I'm, I'm excited for this game, man. I'm hyped for some Harry, from not Harry Potter, for uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter is going to have, and, and all the characters that are from that are going to have nothing to do with this, and I can't That's, wait. I, I mean, can't wait. Aren't there some characters in Harry Potter that are old enough that they could show up, right? Like Dobby or something. Like that. Aren't those elves really um, old or something? Like there could be some cameos, right, from really old characters from the movies. Maybe. Um, I don't think any human characters will be. There might be. I guess some... Fantastic Beasts was set even after this, so and they were young then, so maybe not. Yeah, yeah, and they referenced uh, like Gellert Grindelwald and stuff like that in the books, and then in Fantastic Beasts, they're actually showing Grindelwald and Grindelwald, Dumbledore yeah, yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff. So like that's like the prequel stuff from Harry Potter. I guess there's that one guy, Nicholas Flamel, who was in, I think, Fantastic Piece, the second one. He was very old in that one. Very old in that he one. Could that's be because in this. he had the, yeah, he could totally be in this because he had the stone that keeps you like immortal or whatever. Or he nearly headless stone. Nick. So there's like the ghost characters will be there, right? So there's, there's yeah, they could be. Elements. Yeah, the ghost, the, the moaning, moaning Myrtle or whatever. Yeah, they could yeah, be yeah. in there. Yeah. All right. That'd be fun. Um, so anyway, we're excited for Harry Potter. We'll talk about that. Sorry, Hogwarts Legacy. Harry Legacy. Uh, we'll Harry's talk about Legacy. That. That's a weird word, a weird phrase. Um, We'll talk about that a lot next week. There's a couple new games we'll get to this week, but I want to kick things off with a new segment that I want to call the Try Hard Tracker. I need a little like jingle for this. So as soon as I say Try Hard Tracker, we get like a little like Try Hard jingle song going for try it. Try Hard Tracker. That's, That's it. it. That's, That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't uh, just sing it one more time. <laughs> you can't just repeat the chorus. Tracker. You can't repeat the chorus. Try Hard Tracker. Um, I actually thought of it like a barbershop quartet, like try hard, try hard, try hard, try hard, tracker. <laughs> That's where my mind went with it. So ridiculous. Right. I love it. Um, so as you guys know, we love a good try hard take. and We love making fun of try hard takes. But and to define this for you, it's someone it's it's a not someone. It is a, a take or opinion or a hot take. Usually oh, it's definitely someone, you know, who I'm there's a few someone. There are some. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but. It, it's one of those takes where you're clearly pushing way more than you have to to try to convince people. And you guys can help me define this, too. This is how I look at it. Convince people that 
something is super important to you or um, that everyone else, in some ways you're also implying that everyone else should be into it or finally something good is out, even though there's already been plenty of good stuff out. So like it's a, it's a hot take and it's something oh, that you want to make sure yeah. everyone else knows and you're trying really hard to make sure everyone knows how unique your special hot take is. That's kind of how I always look at it is you're trying really hard to make sure your opinion is seen. And what do you guys think? Is that close to how you define it? Yes. Yeah, I always looked at it as like somebody who thinks they see something in a way that nobody else does and that they're like special because they're they see things other yeah. people can't see. Did these people not watch Fight Club? It's totally <laughs> applicable to, you know, what those men are bitter about in that movie. Like you're not a unique snowflake. Stop trying to be one online, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, this idea came from actually a conversation that was in our group chat. Uh, I think it was earlier this week. It could have been the week before. But one of you brought up uh, a game that won Game of the Year. And we joked about how that's the try-hardest of the try-hard game of the year picks. And we were, I forget even what game it was. But it was just a joke that came up briefly. And that kind of triggered a was, thought in my head. Do you think What was it? Do you remember what it was? Uh, are you, were you referring to another podcast that voted a game no, of no. the year? No, no. We were talking, oh, one of you brought up, Keely, like, oh, so and so picked this for their game of the year. And we were laughing at well, how that's a try hard game of the year pick, but I can't remember what it was. Oh. But that triggered this idea for me, like, hey, let's, because I've seen this site before. It's uh, gamefa.com, and they track all the game of the year winners from all major outlets, and they have guidelines. Like, they'll exclude certain outlets if it's just one person's blog or like, oh, whoever. oh okay, I'm remembering now. Easy Allies did their game of the year stuff. Uh, and who did and they, their best narrative was Citizen Sleeper. That's what we were making fun of. Yeah, yes. you called it a try hard. That we were making. Yeah, fun of. that was a little too try hard for me. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I get I haven't played it, but I yeah. mean, come on. That's fair dude. enough. That's like, fair. just come on. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna read for you. There's not that many. Um, out of the 563 outlets that this tracker has logged. You know, it's going to include your obvious ones, your IGNs, GameSpots, Game Awards, etc. But it includes a lot of other ones, much smaller. Like if we would have submit ours, it probably would count because all you really need is to not be one person shop like us as a small podcast that does a Game of the Year award selection. We probably would be included on here because it's including all kinds of obscure wow. groups. Um, so, but there's 560. We matter. Our voice we, matters. We matter. Yeah. We don't we're have so to try unique hard. in a sea of 500 plus. We're, try, we're a try hard podcast, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, but actually, we don't try hard enough. That's our biggest problem. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Um, yep. Anyway, um, so out of all of these, there are 30, no, not 30. That's too many. It was 20 something. 29. Okay, just under 30. 29 different games were selected for game of the year. So when they went through the picks of 563 outlets, there were 29 total games. Of course, a few of them got a lot of picks. So I'm going to read these through, and we're going to designate this as a try-hard pick or not, and then we're going to pick what we think is the most try-hard game of the year pick of all these outlets. The three of okay. us together will so, decide. So hold this on is good. a second. This is good. So if all of these 529 different games won their game of the year? Yeah, so like of 563... How is it not just two games? How I know. I not, know. It doesn't make it's sense. It's already. It's already tribal. I will. I will say this: there are a few of these picks that I'm like, hey, I like this game a lot. I could see them really like. Yeah, but, like if if they pick Horizon or something, it's like, okay, I get it. Like that yeah, game. There's, is there's really a few great. of them that I'm like, yeah. this is really great. Okay, fine. Yeah. But we'll we'll really quickly hear a few that are not. Okay. So the top two, it's no surprise. Right. Of the 563, 411 went to Elden Ring. That was Duh, seven, okay. 73 yeah. percent. 
um, 17%, which is far and away second place. Everything else is less than 2%, like 1%. I actually thought this would be higher. For me. Uh, yeah, me too. God I of, thought it would be more of a split, but... God of War is 17%. Um, tryhards. Bunch of tryhards. <laughs> so it's fair to say we don't think either of those are tryhard game of the year picks. No, right? no. Those, those are, are number one and two. And that was the argument. deserving yeah. of an award like that. Of course. That's why we were all pretty happy with our final list, knowing our shared tastes and, and rankings. So, right. um, okay. Now we get it gets a little weird. I'm not saying there's no good ones after this, but the number three with eight Game of the Year awards is Immortality. No, that, that's a that's a try hard. That's try. It's a little try hard. It's I mean, I kind of like those games, but those type of games. Okay. But uh, among the sea of other games that were actually more of a game, yeah. if I'm making any sense, I'm saying the word game a lot. But you know what I'm saying, because it's it really is like you're a film editor and you're just going. But you know what, like when it comes to like when it comes to being someone who has control over film footage, I thought not for broadcast was way better. And I don't play me too. So so, and I played one episode of that. Yeah, I was like already sold on it. This is way way more more than immortality. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas Um, immortality was like this feels like homework, and I I just put it away. I'm writing that but, one down as our first potential. Yeah, that's, that's the gonna, first potential try. I don't think yeah. it'll be our most try hardy pick. Don't you worry. I just don't know how it got more votes than or more people picking that over Horizon. That's crazy. I, I know. I know. It did. Just behind that one, that had eight wins. With seven wins was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I, mean, I don't think that's, that's a try. That. That's not a try hard pick. For I mean, me, that's, it's not. That's, a, that's but, a good one. I think it's deserving. Um, and then Horizon came in with five picks. Makes complete sense to me. Yeah, for, yeah uh, that's for not try hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number six. This one, I don't know. It definitely won't be our most try hard, but it is a little bit considering the other games that were out this year, and that's Pentiment. Really good game. But So good. Oh, man. Uh, I'm still going to jot it down, though. <laughs> I think it's a little try hardy, right? Yeah. A little bit. What? What? How many people picked that? Um, oops. Okay. I, I did the wrong button here. Okay, uh, that was four. 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 Uh, okay, that's. I'm surprised. I really thought that would be like a. And thing. we look up the names, and it's like Xbox. Bros, oh, it's un- it's unknown. Xbox chicks. Yeah. It's it's unknown. <laughs> like I, I've never heard Xbox of Xbox chicks. Oh no, that's not true. I've heard of one of these. Screen Rant picked it as their top game. Wow, that's wow. a pretty notable outlet that picked that. Yeah, they write about games a lot, but I. I... I can't say that I'm confident in the knowledge of games. <laughs> I agree with movies you. Movies are their focus in pop culture. Like, yeah, it's the same thing with like like stuff. one of the people that picked um, God of War Ragnarok was Red Bull, and I'm like, it's a it's a good pick, but I don't really trust them. To yeah, the best game. <laughs> exactly. Advice. Um, if anyway. anything, Screen Rant should have picked Immortality. That's like a movie. I know. That's literally a movie game. But whatever. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, tied with three is a Plague Tale Requiem. Okay. And Vampire Survivors. Okay. I I would describe that as mildly try hard. I mean, that game is doing a lot with very I little. put it in the same bucket as Pentiment where I'm like, this is a great game, but that's a yeah. bit of a stretch considering again, what else came out this year. So I I'm going to add it. I agree it's a bit much, but I love it's still that game. like it's still my, I don't know. I like I would put it above uh if we're obviously talking about the overall opinions on it. Oh, it gets, I would it gets put it worse. above Vampire Survivors. Uh, sorry. Pentiment? I would put it above Pentiment. Yes. Oh, yeah, Even I though I too. love Pentiment more. Like, yeah. if we were having a, de- a debate right now, I'd be like, oh, Vampire Survivor should be above that. Yeah. So all right. it makes a little more sense than Pentiment. Two of these next three all got... No, all three of these next th- these next three got two votes each, or two picks each. Two okay. of the three, I think, are try hard. 
Tell me which ones you think. Citizen Sleeper, Stray, uh, Cult of the Lamb. Citizen Sleeper and Stray or Try Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Cult of the Lamb is not like my cup of tea, but I can see how I could see how someone might pick it. Yeah. Up. Like it's a game game. Yeah. That's that's my issue. Like, okay, like and I'll admit, I'm a, a biased. A little bit. I'm biased that when I think of like video games, I think of like doing things, taking action. I'm not saying like walking simulators and just, you know, your story driven games aren't games, but they're not for me, if I'm gonna pick a award for a game of the year, it needs to make me feel like I'm playing a game. Yeah, that doesn't not mean just you don't experiencing think it's, a story. Yeah, doesn't mean you don't think it exists. You're just like, why would that be the best game of the year? I, I'm with you. I'm That's with like you. me like picking a movie for game of the year because I had to pick up my controller and turn it on. Right. <laughs> <and> push play. <laughs> Press play. Like, oh, it's I think, kind of a game. I think I understand the cult of the lamb love because it is very much like Hades meets like creepy animal crossing with some yeah. village building. Like it's a very unique game. Um, yeah, so I, it's I doing a lot of, it's do, pulling from a, a lot of other games to make yeah. it one singular experience. It's really yeah. cool. So that's, we're through 11 games so far. We've added five to our try hard list. Yeah. Now we're down to the games that I've only, only got one outlet picking them. Those oh, were all the ones okay. that had more than one. So now we're I'm down. more inclined. I don't know about y'all, but I'm more inclined to weigh how many people voted for. I am too. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just a one-off, like, oh, how dare you, yeah. one person? You know, so, like <clears throat> some of, some of these, I think, are just strange picks. I don't think they're try hard. They're just strange picks. But some of them, you'll see. All right, here we go. So this one, I think, is more of a strange one, but not a try hard pick. It's just maybe they only like racing games. It's Need for Speed Unbound. Was their Jesus. game here? All right. So That's a weird thing. Here's my question. Even like when you said Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I think is a great game, but I don't know, game of the year. I don't know when I'm looking at everything. But I know I watch like a lot of YouTube reviewers, and there's certain ones that they only play JRPGs. So, of yeah. course, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is going to win game of the year. And then there's some people that only play shooters. So they might be like Call of Duty, you know, or something like that. Right. So I'm curious, like, on some of these, if it's just, like, certain guys who only play, like, racing games, and they're like, my game of the year is neat. I'll clarify on this one, because I just clicked on the link, since you were saying it, I had the same question. This is from a site called Gamer Matters, and their nominees included Citizen Sleeper, God of War, Gran Turismo, Midnight Suns, Ali Ali World. They didn't even nominate Elden Ring. Dude, that's full tryhard. That's full tryhard. They didn't even nominate Elden Ring, so. Okay, they're full tryhard. Like, I I actually want to, like, Kill them now. Gamer matters, guys. Gamer <laughs> matters. That's how I read their site name. Gamer I matters. Hear it, hear it Need, for Need for Speed Unbound is very, Unbound, um, it's transfer friendly. There's game <laughs> characters as well. Oh my gosh. All right, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving. I love the way they let okay. me shift my stick. My <laughs> car it. identifies as right, a game. We're going to keep right. going. We're going to keep going. Rogue Legacy 2. Oh, that's a great game. Um, I don't feel like that's a try-hard pick. I wish I played it more. That's for sure. It, it's a. It'd be like a surprise. I'm like, okay, I guess if you really like those kind of games, but I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I w- I wouldn't count that as a try-hard. Uh, try-hard hard completely. Me, but again, it's probably a Hades type Frank fan. Um, King of Fighters 15. Okay, that's very try-hard because I own that game. I'm not saying I'm die-hard fighter. It's a great fighting game. But again, several review outlets even said all it is is King of Fighters 14 and just prettier. And I thought it was just a fighting, like maybe a fighting game outlet. 
but their rankings include they do include some fighting games like the NF Duel, but they include Gran Turismo, Chained Echoes, Ninja Turtles, Gotham Knights, yeah, um, Return to Monkey Island. So like weird, a, weird a, choices here. It's yeah, a try no, hard God, pick. no God of War, no, no Elden Ring. No, that's a try hard pick for me because just because of that, like seeing their fi- like glancing through their ten. I'm I'm adding that to the try hard list. All right. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's a it's a one, site though. called Faggerty.com. Oh good <laughs> lord, man. Come on, dude. Come <laughs> good on. lord. All right. Um Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was picked by one one outlet. I okay. think like I said, I think as Derek was saying, I get it if it's like they prefer those type of games. Like same I mean, with that's... this same with this next one. I just don't think it for most people they counted it as eligible. But it's a legit pick if you do count it as eligible, and that's The Last of Us Part 1. Huh. That one I, game. I mean, I guess if you do count it as eligible, and if you've never ever played it before. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I think I don't want to contradict myself uh, 11 months later. We're going to talk about Dead Space. We're probably going to talk about Resident Evil 4. And for some of us, those games might potentially be game of the year. So. Yep. I get it. Yeah. For me, Dead Space was a brand new experience. Right. It's well, not we'll, going to be my game of the year. But, but I think we talked about Last of Us Part 1 right away saying, hey, this is not enough of a new thing for it to be eligible, but it is really yeah. cool. Like, and I think the, most the way to play it. literally yeah. the yeah. same game, which I'm not knocking as somebody who's a right. fanboy for it. It's fine. But it's, it's just, just a gorgeous vir- It's version. prettier, and it's got more frames per second. That's right. pretty much it. Uh, this is a weird one. I'm going to count this as try hard for me at least sniper elite five. Oh, good it's lord very try hard. It's very try is hard. the name of the publication five out of ten and they just talk oh, about five out of ten i like that game <laughs> it's not even the lowest metacritic that one ties um uh need for speed with 7.7 7 at a met- on metacritic call of duty so far that we've listed is the lowest that's 7.6 uh, um yeah tunic i actually thought that call tunic. of duty was better than that tunic got picked for game of the year by that's not try hard I'm not a fan of Tunic, but I think it, if if you if I would have played it longer and like yeah. got into it, I could yeah. see. I could, it. I got that just it. enough of Zelda and Dark Souls elements, yep. I could see someone falling in love yeah. with it. And um, I've heard that it really ramps up towards the end as you're unlocking more of the map or instructional manual and stuff. I heard it gets really, really great. Same with this next one. I don't hold any. I don't hold this against anyone for this being their top game of the year, and that's Marvel's Midnight Suns was picked by one outlet. Yeah. Damn. I mean that's a really good game, so I'm not yeah. too mad. I got about no problem that. with that. Where is Steel Rising and Thymesia? Uh, we, we will never get to those. Don't worry, they're not on here at all. Okay, um, that's very disappointing. Neon that White. Means... We guys, Neon White. Guys... Yay! I, mean, I don't that's think it's not surprising. I don't think it's a try-hard pick. Um, I mean, considering the reviews <clears throat> for that game, it makes sense. Yeah, it was in top ten lists for a lot of outlets. So I'm actually surprising. surprised. And I don't like the game still. My opinion didn't change playing it more. I'm actually surprised you didn't say more publications yeah. gave it Game of the Year. I know. Me, I am kind of surprised. There's a lot of people, especially like, I would think Neon White would get more picks than like Pentiment because a lot of <clears throat> there are right. gaming outlets that love those like small little, you know, smaller Very studios, unique, smaller. Unique yeah. Games. Yeah. You know, it, Um, I, I know like, it was like, in like the top. Like from last year. Yeah. This this does not weigh any kind of like second place, third place, and so on. I I think Neon White was in the top for a lot of outlets. It just never it only finished to number one for yeah. one. Of them. Because most right. people went Elden Ring. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get back to some tryhards. We got several in a row here. Oh sweet. Uh, Wordle 
What? <laughs> is this is like a group of like Mortal? old ladies. This is a who, bit. Who only <laughs> only play like solitaire? Guys, Mortal. the best game of 2022, according to the Guardian of you. Yeah, it's a bunch of old oh my ladies. God, dude. <laughs> But don't worry, on their top 20 includes games like Marvel Snap, A Little to the Left, Return to Monkey Island. A Little to the Left yeah. is the most try-hard game. Even just bringing it up, yeah. this, this, these people win. These people win the try-hard tracker. <laughs> so I'm adding, I'm adding Wordle to the try-hard tracker. Just, yeah, Dance, just Dance 2023 was picked by somebody. Oh, Jesus. Are you freaking serious? Who picked I'm that? Serious. Like, what outlet? Ubisoft. Right, let's <laughs> check it out. It is uh, ner- Nerdlicious. And it's all written in a language I don't recognize. Oh, it's a troll account. <laughs> Let's see if they actually have. Oh, OK. Their other top 10 games include Potion Permit, Lego Star Wars, God of War, NBA 2K23, Pac-Man Museum. Oh, it's Brazilian. OK, yeah. so it's not Spanish. OK, it's Portuguese. OK. Oh, Portuguese. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the website so it could be, could be the website ends in br, so I said it could be Brazilian, oh, Brazilian, but like the lang- the language is Portuguese, is all I mean. Portuguese, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Just Dance is number one, so there you go. Um, I'm putting that on there because that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Wordle is my front runner for <laughs> Wordle. As soon as I saw it. All right, guys, here's another heavy contender: Power Wash Simulator. Oof. Wow. I'm just gonna add that to the list quietly. I mean, I, yeah, sure, you I've can add playing. it, but but there's a there's a part of me that kind of gets it, like. But for game of the year, for like game of the year, for game of the all, year. First of all, I have a problem okay. with that, the fact that Tim's Oof. like, I like it, like I'm like, okay, that's dumb. But if Tim was like, <laughs> hey guys, I'm really considering this game as game of the year. No, he's, he's fired. He's wasn't fired. even in your ten. He's Tim. fired. It wasn't even in like your twenty, right? It was like no. just like a game you liked. It in was a moment for a brief time. Like, that kind of experience is actually like a wordle. It's like the kind of thing you do when you're you have you're just going to fill some time, listen to a podcast or some music, right. or take a crap. Like those are the kind of games that you play <laughs> when you're doing those yes. things. Um. Anyway, so I'm I'm adding it. I don't think <laughs> it's gonna win, but I think also Norco is. I understand it got great reviews for folks who loved it, but I think it's a little try hard. If it's a it's a citizen sleeper pick, it's another text based yeah. game. So yes, yeah. I agree. same for Marvel's hard. Marvel Snap, pretty try hard for a game of the year pick. Yeah. Let me double I mean, check that they're not a mobile. Like a mobile site. Site. Yeah, I was gonna say unless you're <clears throat> unless you See. love mobile games, or, or maybe they're like a comic book. Because that's definitely a, a, the best mobile game from last year for sure. Not that I played Benny, but that one is really good. Um, all right. So they look like they primarily do. No, they do. They cover all kinds of stuff: comics, oh, okay. video games. Yeah, and, dumb. Got and they picked out all kinds of different games. I can't imagine picking Marvel Snap before they do PvP stuff. That's so, so crazy. Because I've heard the battle stuff is actually really... They, they literally just implemented it like a week ago. I heard it's really fun. Yeah, they're listing like Crusader Kings 3 on console, uh, God of War, Elden Ring, Sonic Frontiers. So they have a bunch of games that are all over the place. So I can't... I can't... I can't get, imagine just being like... Imagine if we were just like, well, we can't agree on God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring. Let's Marvel put... Snap it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to add one that I... I talked about this game briefly last week in my Tim's Quick Hits because I did a demo for it. It's called Nightmare Reaper. Got picked as game of the year by one outlet. Good Lord. Um, that that is, is especially try hard because nobody's heard of it. I mean, I know you played the demo, but you know what I mean. I like it's just it is, it's it's not on anybody's lips. It's not know? even it's the not... best version of what it's trying to do. You know, like that very kind of 
pixelated but cool animation first person fast action game there's mm-hmm. lots of games like that now a lot of people are making like proteus is one of the better examples of that right now like it's a right. really good one this yeah. is not a really good one of those but um anyway um okay we got nightmare reaper oh for some reason norco's on here twice did norco win two it might be on here twice oh wow interesting um this might be wrong uh return to monkey island no i don't i don't know if that's the most try hard but it's a little bit it's a, it's little, a little bit. bit. It's like a quarter try hard to me because yeah, I like, like it for game uh, of the year, for though? the type of game it is for best if, game of 2022. If, if you only dabble in if you're a publication that is full of, you know, people that work there that only dabble in adventure games, that's one of the better ones to do to come out last, last year. Believe it or not, surprised I'm saying this as Dusk Falls. I liked it better than Return of Monkey Island as far as like yeah. point and click kind of adventure games go. That's fair. And I'm surprised I'm saying that because, you know, As Dust Falls doesn't give you a whole lot to do as a gamer, whereas Return of Monkey Island kind of does. Well, this last one I'm not going to count just because I went to their website and it's just like their imager account. And I can't really tell what it is they do. They picked F122, like racing game. Um, but I can't even tell if they're le- legitimately covering games. So I'm not even going to count that one. Oh, OK, that's fair. Even though they do on here. All right. So there's. There's our try-hard game of the year picks. I don't know why we're not in this website then. If they're going to count know, random image or let's, guy, <laughs> let's submit ours. We got to submit ours. Um, it says it's still compiling. I bet you we could submit it now that we're looking at it. But um, <laughs> all right. So we highlighted some of our most what we've dubbed as the most try-hard game of the year picks: yeah. Immortality, Pentiment, Vampire Survivors, Citizen Sleeper, Stray, Need for Speed Unbound, The King of Fighters 15, Sniper Elite 5, Wordle. Just Dance 2023, Power Wash Simulator, Norco, Marvel Snap, Nightmare Reaper, and Return to Monkey Island. Derek, what do you think is the most try-hard game of the year pick? From I, last year? I'm just going to say Wordle. Yeah. I think yeah. it's by far Wordle. That's it's the dumbest gotta thing. It's got to be Wordle, dude. It's like, gotta how be Wordle. far are we into the pandemic and that's still your game? Like, Jesus Christ. Dude. I'm so sure their movie of the year is like <laughs> 80s, 80s for Brady or whatever. <laughs> It's a boomer Jane list Fonda. for sure. It is totally a boomer list. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna pick that one as our pick, and that's it. We don't have to do anything else. It's it's Wordle for sure. <laughs> Eighty for Brady. Oh my god, dude! I watched the trailer. Come on, there's no I way think, this is real. This is not I a think real movie. Some of the other big offenders are things like Just Dance. I think that's a pretty big yeah. one. And uh, and even the site the site that seems pretty big to cover lots of games to pick Need for Speed Unbound. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, I the only ones I ended up marking like with an asterisk was uh was Wordle obviously and Nightmare Reaper because that yeah. to me feels like well nobody's heard of it so I have to pick it yeah you know like yeah. it's just it's so try hard dude it definitely is so there you go there's there's your this winner is a, this is a good segment dude yeah like try hard try, that's our first segment of try hard tracker we got other things it won't just be game of the year picks it'll be hot takes on stuff oh, we'll yeah. cover well, those we're gonna too. Have, we're gonna have plenty of games. That we could like pull random reviews for. Uh huh. What's the most try hard review for this game? Yeah. Try yeah. hard take. Yeah. yeah. What's the most try hard take? So we'll. One of my favorite comments that I keep continuously read from the same person. Uh, that's an incredibly try hard comment. Is anytime there's an exciting PS5 exclusive that comes out. Yeah. They go and it still happens. They go, man, this is like, this might make me get a PS5. And I'm like, bro, you've been saying that for a year. Like, I mean, 
You're so try-hard, dude. You're only get, not getting one out of stubbornness just to They're say that. They're not that hard every... to find anymore. Like, if you put in any effort... No, it's, it's so true. You can, you can I get advertisements all the yeah. time for them. Yeah, their, their production has been ramped up significantly since this yeah. time last year, for sure. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's talk about a couple of new things that dropped this week before we get in. I think Headlines is where some of the most interesting stuff is for this week. But there were a few yeah. new games. Um, game Pass dropped a new game called Inkulinati. I was supposed to be like Illuminati, but oh. it's Inkulinati, I think. Yeah. It's not It's not easy to say. Easy to say. And I only think it's a play on the Illuminati thing because it is a very tongue-in-cheek, trying-to-be-silly kind of a game, if you guys tried it. It is a... Um, first of all, the art style is cool. Like they did a good job with the, the hand animation, the drawing, and they even have some cutscenes that are live action, like with a guy, a real guy in armor, walking up to a nun and challenging her to this like ink battle that they're gonna do on this pay, on this uh, book. So the the short version is, if you saw stuff like Darkest Dungeon, where you have a two D battle line and the enemies, you know, the two forces are going at each other, it kind of has that setup sort of. Um, but you can move characters around. So it's turn-based, and you move um, your characters around to try to hit the other ones, either off the edge, kind of Smash Brothers style, um, or just take their health all the way down to their dead. And the main one you want to take out is their, um, what do they call them, mini ink or something like that? It's the little person who's, like, drawing them. So each of them has, like, a main leader on their side that's got, like, a pen and a desk, and they're the ones drawing their army to go attack. So that's kind of the gist of it. It's it's actually an interesting take on another side, you know, like a strategy genre. I just wasn't really into it. Um, I, I could see people liking it, though. The art style is interesting. Um, so anyway, that's what that I watched. Game is. I watched like a few seconds of gameplay and I was like, no, it's I mean, it's <laughs> it's turn based. It's got strategy elements. So those aren't your things already. I know that. Um, I'm and, coming around on that type of stuff. It's just the you? type of version of that that I was turned on. And it's, you gotta be, you gotta and when be it's picky not, and choosy with that because there's... You have to, yeah. There's so many. It's, I'll be honest with you. If I was like new to game developing, the probably the easiest game you can make is like a turn-based game. They're probably the probably. easiest game to make. Yeah. So I think we get way too many turn-based games. So yeah. yeah, that's true. Unless you're special, I have no interest in... But it is on Game Pass. It's an early preview, and they even say that a lot, and they're like, hey, give us feedback. This is an early in development. So, like, you you cut them some slack when things don't look or work perfectly, but, um, you know, it's nothing that I... Not with a name like that, I don't cut it slack. I I hear you. I hear you. It's a bad title. Yeah, there's there's some questionable try-hard names uh, of games this, this week. This one's going to win someone's game of the year, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to pick it. Um, Deliver Us Mars was actually, for some folks, pretty highly anticipated. I know Kyle had played it. Jeff, did you end up playing it at all? Or Kyle was talking about playing it. Did you play it? I Jeff? did. I played the first. I think I played the first. No, yeah, it was the prologue and then the first chapter. Is uh, it so free? I'm not. No, it's 20 bucks on CD keys. That's where I got it. Um, okay. This is one so, that if it hits Game Pass or something, I'll definitely or Epic Games, I'll definitely might be worth it. Might be worth that. Check it out. Uh, I haven't played Deliver Us Moon at all, Deliver Us the Moon at right. all, and that's the prequel to this, and and they do tie into each other quite directly. Apparently, in Deliver Us the Moon, I had to look it up. I didn't actually watch a video yet or anything recapping the story, but um, the character that you're playing as in Deliver Us Moon, Deliver Us Mars. I'm gonna mix them up now. 
uh, is referenced in Deliver Us the Moon uh, because I think she she's the daughter of somebody that the first game focuses on or something. Um, okay. It's like a narrative so, adventure game, right? Like you it explore. Is, it, it's narrative and there's puzzles, but okay. it's more narrative than it's. I would say at least early on, it's like sixty percent. 65% narrative and the rest is puzzle stuff. Like it's okay. it's overwhelmingly narrative and Does it look good? Is it visually like Um I would say its weaknesses are in like the character animations and the character models. Um and there's some glitchiness in there. So like there's some 7 out of maybe even less, maybe 5 out of 10 things you'll see in in the in the engine in game. Mm-hmm. Um but other than that, like the design of like your environments and when you're um uh, like there's a part where I get to do like a shuttle launch, like straight up like NASA style. You take a, you take a car to uh, or like a, it's like a shuttle of some kind. You take it from base to the the actual shuttle um, that you're gonna go up in space in, and it's like this long drive and like you, it's like dusk or something. And the way the sun is reflecting is, I'm just like, wow, this is actually really gorgeous. That's cool. Uh, so the yeah. visuals are, are quite good. It's just and in a game like that, you want kind of space to look good, right? So as yes, long as the yeah. space looks good, then people... That, eh, not I've only had one moment of that so far because I did do... Chapter one is is you're trying to wiggle your way into this mission to go to Mars because uh, you heard your dad's voice and he disappeared. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the way that they did the launch... Well, first they have you do this puzzle that's kind of easy... To just try to get you used to what the game is asking of you uh, when in its quote unquote challenging moments. But like after that, the shuttle stuff is really cool because uh, it's a four person crew. And one of them, one of them is your older sister. And she's like she's she'll like go down a checklist and the checklist is long. And I imagine it's probably this long for actual astronauts because it is like it felt like a well-researched uh, segment of the game because they're asking me to do totally different things to turn knobs and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I didn't know I wanted mm. some type of space launch, like shuttle launch simulator until I played this game. But uh, here we are. That's only a brief segment of the game, and then you go up into space. And then uh, there's a moment where I'm in space and outside of Earth's orbit, and you go to a window with your sister, and you're looking at it. And I'm like, this is gorgeous. Like, that's it's cool. there's some of it that is really gorgeous. And the voice acting is so good. I, I am shocked like because i don't know any of these people that are acting makes you appreciate when it's good man because when it's bad it's so hard to listen to in some games dude definitely especially when it's like what is that accent like it's always somebody with like an accent you can't place like some french person disguising themselves as american or something and you're like come on you're not fooling anybody whereas this one it's all like mostly british people um and they just have a good i don't know they they just have good instincts when it comes to line readings like they just have good charisma and interplay with each other and stuff and there's actually some funny moments too um, you think you'll finish this is, one like are you interested I, enough I, I might i just don't know how long it is that's the only thing if it's too long then it's like uh, i don't know uh but it can't be too long because these type of cheaper uh, uh narrative driven experiences tend to just be like six to eight hours right so i mean it can't be too long i would imagine let's see uh, if anyone's got it yeah. But I am very curious to go up, up to Mars. I haven't done that yet. I'm still, like, on the actual way there. Um, There's only one submission on how long to be, and it says seven hours for completionist. Wow. So it's kind of short then. It's probably... Mm. See, yeah. I'm actually... They actually do kind of create, even though it's kind of a linear experience, they do create several areas you can kind of sneak around in to find collectibles or something um but they don't really add value to what you're doing in the game it's funny the the image on it not only do you look like laura croft in space because you have the ice pick 
and you're like a brunette girl in this suit but then also yeah. it looks like you have one of the guardians from destiny you do like flying above yeah you, it's uh every every astronaut has their own like ai companion basically yeah or at least you i think i think it's because the dad was in charge of the project and he the ai were his design and he like bequeathed them to his, oh, his gotcha. daughters um so okay. like one it's like it, in the prologue it shows him <clears throat> leaving abandoning the space station to go to moon to go to the moon which kicks off the events in the first game um and right before he does that he like he changes the ownership of one of the droids, uh, the floating droid things, to the main oh, character gotcha. and that's in this who you game. Have in Mars. Yeah, the prologue was a little discombobulating too. Like the the pacing of it was a little weird because I feel like they really wanted me to play the first game. Like they really did, and I'm so lost on They're some like, of the details. Not gonna do it, but now yeah. I'm confused. But at the same time, they do have the sisters that are in this in this game are completely in the dark on what happened to their okay. dad so okay. you're kind of on the same playing field as them if you only play this game okay so you well, kind of have to re- really triggered dan it's i was gonna like, say if dan, if dan were here game? he'd be like you play I from know. the beginning that's how you play that's which is why he will <laughs> yeah, never play fire funny, emblem his policy actually He's makes sense for this play. game because deliver yeah. us the moon is literally the first game in the series well and it's like i'm picking this, up we have this little invention called youtube Right. I can, I can easily look can up a synopsis. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A story recap, and then be like, "Oh, I can play this game now." I would describe okay. because of the faults in in, and it might just be a budget related thing where they're a smaller developer because of the faults in the character model and some of the glitchiness and stuff like that. Uh, but on the upside, you have like this. I love space stories and stuff like sci-fi stories, and apparently the developers do too. They love Interstellar in two thousand one, and they just wanted to make games that are like that. Um, so like. When you balance those out, it really does come out to be like a swimming in sevens type of experience. It really does. Sure. Yeah. So so far, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I'm just waiting for it to ask me to do more stuff because right now it's just walking me through the story and occasionally asking me to do like a puzzle or two. Okay. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm I'm playing a game that just came out this week too. Um, I also think it's a swimming in sevens kind of a game. It's called Helvetti. It's spelled really annoyingly. It's H E L V E T I I. I'm like, all right. Wii, is this like a Nintendo Wii? Like I said, this this is the um, Inkalunati, yeah, um, Inkalunati thing. The that's, art style like that. and the art style of the combat style that I saw on the Steam store page caught my attention. It just looks like a game that I would like, so I I tried it out. It it kind of reminds me like the art style at least, or maybe it's more of like the the engine it's running on reminds me of Aiden Chronicles Rising, where you have kind of very bright, vibrant backgrounds and then the characters are very crisp and clean but they're like layered on the front of the backgrounds like almost storybook but not quite and i think aiden chronicles rising kind of had that same appeal to it i like that art style mm-hmm. a lot more it was whimsical and it was creative and and really kind of popped this one doesn't have the same pop in all of it but it's still pretty good uh, it's a much darker game too like lots of blood and that kind of thing so it's just a much darker game um, but it is a character action game and it is meant to you have a number of chances to get through as far as you can, and then eventually you're going to restart with, like I said, a little bit of a rogue-like element to it, where you'll restart with some upgrades permanent, some not. You have three characters to choose from. I don't know if there's more later, um, but one of their designs in particular makes me super uncomfortable. It's like this centaur, but it's, instead of a half horse, it's like a half fox. So it's like what? an adult. It's like an adult top half and a fox bottom half. What? Very uncomfortable. Like. <laughs> I don't want to look at, and that's one of the characters you can use. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to use that ever. <laughs> um, <ugh. laughs> 
but uh, the other characters, I think the designs are pretty cool. Um, and the combat's pretty good. It's not as responsive as I would have liked, but it's still pretty good. Um, and I, I like some of the combos and um, beat two bosses. It feels pretty good to beat bosses. It's not super difficult yet. Maybe it gets really tough later, but I think it's a cool game. It's only like 13 bucks right now on sale. 15 full price. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's worth a look. I think, if nothing else, the art style is kind of cool to look at. So mm-hmm. I think Calvetti's a a cool little game if you like side-scrolling character action games. And the last uh, newish game that we're talking about is Superfuse. I haven't played this yeah. one. Yeah, this one had a demo during the Steam demo extravaganza, whatever the hell that was called, <clears throat> a few months ago. Uh, and mm-hmm. I did not like the demo uh, because there's no controller support. So and, you're like, why not buy the game? Yeah, exactly. Why not buy the game? <laughs> Uh, but no, there was, I don't know, there was an element of hype there because it's an ARPG, like it's a Diablo with superheroes, basically. Um, so you have, starting out, you have the option of three characters you can choose from. I chose, in the demo, I played as like the muscle guy who just beats the hell out of people. He's super strong. Uh, and then the new playthrough, I am somebody who can cast magic, like cast fire and ice mainly. Um... It's, I'm still disappointed. It's an early access, so I can't really punish the game or the developers too much for this. Uh, well, this game looks cool. But it, uh, it there's no controller support, and the way you move around is you basically hold the left click on your mouse and just move uh, around. Oh, yeah. You, you're not really using the, the arrows on your keyboard or, you know, WASD. You're not really using Hard. that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm already out. Like, if they can add those features... Right. It honestly, looks like an isometric city of heroes. I used to love that MMO, and and dude, also there's like a, there's a little so bit of Borderlands game, to the dude. style, like a little bit yeah. cel shaded look to it. Yeah, there's a cel shaded look to it for sure. And it's and nice. honestly, like killing things was really fun. Like, so I can't even be mad about that part. Oh, it's like, like hordes of enemies coming at. Yeah, you. yeah. There's hordes of enemies coming Blood at. Blood everywhere. You just, you, get, you just get distance. <laughs> you create distance from them. Well, I mean, at least as the person I'm playing as, um, who is a ranged character. Uh, so I'm like constantly creating distance, but it's it feels really good to kill these things or whatever they are. They're like infected or whatever starting out. Um, uh, I remember in the demo getting really overwhelmed by weird looking bugs and getting killed all the time. So like the demo was extremely hard gotcha. and this game starts out a little more forgiving. But yeah, as soon as they add controller support or change some of their key, keyboard mappings, I will probably start singing its praises a little more. Yeah. Uh, because it is, the, most like of the reviews are like it's only got a fifty percent positive review. Yeah, that's on, why it's mixed. Is but like, most of the reviews say there's a lot of promise. Give it six months or more. If they right. clean it up, it could be great. Like there's lots of that. So this is yeah. one that I'll keep an eye on. This is a game with potential. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I got I got a new game too. Yeah, what are you playing? Uh, Lust Theory Season Two. Uh huh. It, it's a banger. Yeah, they've been advertising it on Steam, so. I had sounds to, like you've got your settings tuned a certain way. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh. They got they got great controller support. Of course. In that game. Of course, you're playing this. Good, good lord. And everything. <laughs> Look at Jeff's reactions to the stuff he's seeing. <laughs> I mean, the screenshots right away show you. That's why I like some nice when, stuff. Is all I'm when saying. My, when my daughter was like living with me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like these a bunch of adult games would pop up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they just start playing it. She's sucking D. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> good lord you, know, yeah, you can, so you can a, turn off those adult only games review, on, uh, reviews are very game. positive oh I bet you they are <laughs> I, I love the, the reviews because I've read some I don't know if it's for this game oh, but some of the other adult ones and they'll say stuff like 
great great game to play with my son or quality time <laughs> with my son. Some of those re- the reviews said that. I love when the reviews do that kind of stuff, man. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I love I love how some of these are like uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Elden Ring. Jesse, I'm a man of culture. I need deep storytelling. And it's a picture of Heisenberg. <laughs> what is with the Heisenberg memes? A lot of Heisenberg, like drawn out with the text or whatever, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a lot. And of then that. recommended one review just said, "I nut." Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, so just for the record, I did not buy this game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That. Fair enough. I was going to ask you for your in-depth review. I'm glad we don't have to go through that. <laughs> oh, I, I get, I get real deep. No, don't do, it. don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Okay. Like I said, it's a banger. Oh, All right. I do want to talk about the latest episode of The Last of Us, but real quick, um, I saw there's two other things on the newly released. One is Knock at the Cab and the new M Night Shyamalamalamalama movies, and you. then uh, I don't know what Kunk on Earth is. I never even heard of it. Uh, so tell me about those first, and then let's talk Last of Us. It's the funniest title in the world to me, Kunk on Earth. You just wanted anyway, to make me say it out loud. Oh, uh, I did. I just wanted to write it. Yeah, you can remove it now. No, I'm kidding. Um, so What's Kunk on Earth? Cab- tell me about Kunk on Earth first. Okay, I'll start there because yeah. I genuinely like this. Um, okay. Apparently, this this actor has been playing a uh, a fake journalist called, uh, her name is Philomena Kunk. That's a great sorry, name. The name gets me. And uh, she is interviewing actual people like scholars philosophers all these people that are experts in their field but they're aware that it's a bit it's not like borat where they're like gotcha okay they're aware that she is playing a character that is stupid and they're instructed to answer her questions as seriously as possible and not try to joke back basically um and that adds a lot to it it's really funny but like she's it's a british show uh kind i guess some of the subjects she interviews are not british so it's not entirely british is it kind of like jimmy glick basically is it kind of like Jiminy I've Glitch never, I've never watched uh, Jimmy like Glitch. Martin Short. I mean, I'm familiar, I'm familiar okay, okay. but I've never watched his show. I, I was just watching like two or three hours before we recorded uh, between two ferns, and it sounds yeah. like it's that between two, between yeah, two yeah, ferns where, where is a little are more. In on uh, it, but, they're, but they're playing themselves, like they're just kind yeah, of, yeah. Between two ferns is I more like more like they're making fun of each other uh, or being mean at each other. Um, I still love when Steve Carell's already defensive when he talks to him. Yeah. <laughs> It's like immediately defensive. One of my favorite. It's like just ones. make your make your jokes about my nose and let's get this out of He's the way. He's like, if you're at the beach and everyone yells shark and gets out of the water, but it turns out it's just Steve Carell doing the backstroke. Well, you're it's, fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Is that the one where he starts tapping the mic? I think talks so. about what's right here, right? What's right here? What's in you right here? And he yeah, starts I don't tapping remember. the mic. His way, his way of wording stuff is what's hilarious. I don't remember yeah. exactly how he said it, but the one with Keanu Reeves, where he's like, you know, do you study act? You know, do you study for your roles? And he's like, yeah. He's like, have you ever thought about like studying for somebody who actually took acting lessons? <laughs> <laughs> and Keanu Reeves, his reply was Keanu so good. Reeves, he's like, I'm pretending to have fun right now. How am I doing? <laughs> I, I there was one where he was supposed to have Jennifer Aniston on, but then he kept having Tila Tequila come out. Wasn't that her? Yes. Yeah, yes. it was. And she like she like took over the interview and sat yeah. down in the chair, and Jennifer Aniston was just kind of standing there. He's and, like, trying to be polite about it, like, oh, oh okay, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Um, all right, so Kunk on Earth. Kunk on Earth doesn't not, really like that. Even it's like, not like that, but it's in the same spirit of like, yes, got a character and then real yeah. life people, and they're but they're in scenes together. So there's a right. Uh, 
It, but there's a documentary element to it. So like on Earth, it's about the history of this planet. Um, mm. But apparently she's done several like Kunk on Shakespeare and stuff like that. She's done several okay. shows uh, that I've never heard of. But Netflix acquired this. Uh, they already aired it in the UK, but Netflix acquired uh, this specific series and put it out last week. Uh, it's five episodes. They're all half hours. I finished it in one sitting. It was so easy. Some of the funniest some of the funniest lines, like in a fake documentary thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny. Like when she has a, uh, an episode on religion, um, <laughs> then when she starts talking about Jesus, um, she's like, he was a carpenter. His name was so ironic because this is a narration. She's like, his name was so ironic because his name is the uh, are the first two words that you would say um, if you hit your hand with a hammer or whatever. <laughs> And she's doing it. She's saying these things so seriously, like like a Richard Attenborough or whatever type of Jesus Christ documentary. <laughs> um, and then there's a there's a moment too where she is talking. To, this is a few episodes later where she's talking to somebody about going to space, and she's interviewing like I don't know some type of astrophysicist or something. And she's like, "So Russia sent Spunk up to space?" And he's like, "Sputnik? Did you mean Sputnik?" And she goes, "Oh, is that Russian for Spunk?" <laughs> all right so that's pretty she's pretty clever then yeah she's, she's really right. funny she's like she's, she's just clever. really rapid fire and then like he he explains that sputnik died and she's like it's an uncensored show she's like get the f out of here are you freaking serious she's <laughs> she's so broken up and he keeps so trying even to though explain. they know they're supposed to keep a straight yeah. face and all that like they don't necessarily know everything she's gonna say probably right exactly they're, they're having to play it as serious that's pretty as fun i like that kind of stuff I like that kind it's of really funny, man. And this is the reason I found out about this character specifically, uh, without even knowing her name, I saw uh, TikTok clips of her interviews and all the comments are like, is she for real? Like, cause they can't tell cause it's so dry. Um, so I knew that this actor was doing this type of stuff. I just didn't know the name of it. So uh, when it popped up on Netflix, I was like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay. I'm going to watch that like right away. I yeah. didn't finish it, but I like that stuff too. They had one, I forgot what it's called some murder one. But like Part Jason, Jason Bateman yes. is the only one who's not like he doesn't have a script. Yeah, so he doesn't know what he's going to be asked to do, and everybody else has scripts and they're right. all acting. And that he'll just tell like I forgot the guy. The guy does like Lego Batman. He's got Will Arnett. Yeah. It's Will his Arnett. podcasting buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I it was love just that funny. show. Yeah, stuff yeah. he was telling him to do. Did Did you so see the one cool. with uh, Marshawn Lynch? So good. That one, that one was good too. All right, so, so come on, we'll check that one out. Uh, are you as? Did you have as much fun with Knock at the Cabin, the new? No, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that I had something I enjoyed to talk about because Superfuse and Deliverous Mars is kind of good, but like Superfuse, kind of whatever. So a lot of things kind of left. Yeah, me new feeling, stuff eh. was a little flat for me this yeah. one too, other than yeah. the Last of Us episode. So Knock yeah. at the Cabin was a little flat for me, but I think you'll find people feeling in the middle about this movie like people are i haven't heard anybody say this is my favorite movie i've seen in a long time i haven't heard anybody say that most of them are going oh that was okay or um that was what i expected for m night meaning if they didn't like him then it's bad to them uh but a lot of people that are just only willing to go like you know oh yeah that was like a b like a solid b you know like okay. they're Nobody's really going, this is amazing. Um, that was kind of what people thought about Split, I think, was like BC range. Um, that's how I felt about it, certainly. But there were some people that were like, that was one of my favorite movies of that year. And I'm like, you're an insane person. That's not. But that was like, <laughs> it was a rare kind of upswing for him. It was. It was. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then then people started caring about his work again. But I think it's because he stopped he stayed away from franchises and stuff. Like now he's doing his own thing, what he wants to do, basically. Yeah. With horror. Because he did After Earth too, which is one of his worst ones, right? Yeah. And, and I think Earth. that was like a Will that was like a Will Smith pet project. I think I think he hired M. Knight. So that wasn't purpose. really M. Knight's creation. He was just yeah, joking. it was more. And like then I think his worst one then of his was has to be The Happenings. Like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I haven't in my seen life. The Last Airbender, but I hear that's. Oh, I forgot oh, yeah. he did that. Air, yeah, the Airbender one's the one that got hit on or crapped on the most. Yeah, yeah, definitely, okay. especially because of source material. How is Batista in Knock at the Cabin? He's so good, dude. He continues to show that he's the best wrestler turned actor. Like, sorry, The Rock. I know you make a lot of money. But like, no, the Rock plays the one... same character and everything. He the Rock plays the same character. He's the Rock. Over. Yeah, it's like Jason. I'm Stadium. not a big fan of the Rock. It's the same thing over That's and over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just too repetitive. Uh, whereas Batista's like, no man, give me something with range. So like, he is, he's on the screen through I, most of the movie. Like, I mean, the movie starts with him meeting the little girl, uh, which is in the trailers, and he's in most of the movie. He's doing most of the talking, and he's he's able to carry it, man. He's he's a, he's a genuinely a good actor. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think the premise, uh, I deserves explaining. Uh, so like four people invade, um, there's this like gay married couple and their adopted kid. Um, and then being gay does come into the plot. Um, but like, uh, they're just enjoying a vacation. And then these four people just come into their cabin and is like, uh, I think they explain it in the trailer. Batista says, yeah. uh, you guys have to sacrifice one of yourselves to prevent the, the, the apocalypse. Right. And the whole movie is the, the the two guys and I guess the daughter, too. she doesn't really talk much. Uh, the two guys trying to figure out if they're serious or not. Like, do you really believe this? Like, this feels like you're just attacking us because they do say that we're gay. You know, like, you're attacking us because we're gay and stuff like that. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I mean, I could get triggered by that, but I'm like, yeah, that's real life. That's literally <laughs> what somebody would post. Like, it's because we're gay or we're black. <laughs> Well, one of the characters in the movie does have a history with being attacked. Uh, so he automatically was like, they're here because we're gay. Um, anyway, uh, the performances are not the issue, actually. I, I enjoyed all of the performances across the board. It's just okay. M. Night tends to get in his way, his own way, when he, when he writes dialogue. Like he his did dialogue, with Lady in the Water, because that movie, I still think, had potential. It just didn't. I agree. Was, it just didn't deliver. And I think yeah. a lot of it was him trying to do too much. Yeah. A much simpler version of that story actually could have been really good, but it just wasn't. It's just so. the way does he, he has actually, characters. Does he actually write the dialogue or does yeah. he just write it's... the stories? Like, this is my idea. Let's bring it to life. He no, at least he writes... one. He at least helps. Like, he at least writes drafts and has others write with him. I think he's the main writer. He's usually. an auteur. Yeah. He writes and he writes almost all of his movies. Um, and this one is no different. I'm pretty sure he. Yeah. So like he just tends to. OK, so he did co-write it with people. But uh, the movie Old, for example, if you go back, go back and watch that, he's, he has a solo. I still haven't seen it. I'm just not interested in that one. But he that movie's not good to me uh, at all. Um, but uh, he has a, a tendency to write characters that talk like they're not human. Uh, like yeah. they just say things that are only meant for characters in a movie to say. Like you're like. You're not acting like a real person. You're saying things that have to do with the plot directly to the audience at this point. Like I just Which don't is too it. bad because he's written some movies and, and of course made some movies. You you mentioned the yeah. first three when we were talking earlier. Um, of course, Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and Signs. All I think are excellent. I, movies. Love, I love them. Those movies. But yes. I actually think there's four. I think The Village. Personally, I loved The Village. I don't know if it was just the time of my life when I saw it or what it was, but 
I and I thought the twist at the end was equally like, whoa, this is so cool. Like I, I love interesting. Um, I, I just ha- I, I think my view of that movie is a little tainted by my first experience seeing it. I was in high school. I was with like my first girlfriend at the time. Everybody in the theater was like a super too too cool for this type of kid. Uh, and we were all, everybody was just laughing or rolling their eyes at the movie and stuff. It was just not. I just saw it with a few friends a at our experience. house. We rented it because I hadn't seen it. And we yeah. just, I honestly, I think I need to watch it again by myself great. because I, I'm getting too influenced by the atmosphere but, I was in. Yeah. Not movie. to distract too much into M night full on discussion, yeah. but I just, I do think he's had some movies that I'm like, dude, this is great. Start to finish. I loved yeah. it. Unbreakable. Um, he needs to do something like unbreakable again, where he's like forced to kind of rein in the dialogue. And like the best moment in that movie is a quiet scene where his son is reading the newspaper and, mm-hmm. and discovering that I get chills thinking about it. Actually, Disco- he's like reading a headline that says local man saved or whatever by stranger by whatever. And he's he's looking at his dad like, was that you? And his dad just does like a quiet nod. It's Bruce Willis quiet nod to him like, yeah. And it's like his son just starts like crying like he's just so proud and like touched that he actually yeah. did. You know, he followed through on that. And uh, that's just one of the best scenes he's ever done. And there's no dialogue in it. And I'm like, do more of that, bro. Like, why do you have to pepper in, like, such explicit... uh, He's, like, beating you over the head with the themes of the movie in Knock at the Cabin. uh, Because there's some religious stuff in it. And he is just beating you over the head with it, man. It is just... uh, At one point, the character goes... A character literally explains what each of the four... Like, he, he explains, like... Uh, literally what some people are a metaphor for. And I'm like, you, you're not supposed to explain that to the audience. We're supposed to be able to piece that together ourselves. It's, it was really weird. It's uh, yeah, that, That's just the way he writes, you know? Um, you got to have some subtlety, people. Yeah. It's like, uh, a lot of people that watch my movies are white. White people are dumb. So I have to explain <laughs> everything to That's them. probably M. Night's philosophy. I mean, look, you know, look at his background. He's probably like, these freaking white people, man. I got to make it stupid. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, well, um, this week aired the third episode of The Last of Us. Looking forward yet again to episode four and the the preview, by the way. I know we'll talk about episode three, but the preview got me so pumped because that's where the game really picks up steam. Like, the game is cooking, but then the section they're getting to in the show is the section of the game where it just starts to launch into the most incredible action set pieces and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. So I'm looking forward to seeing the the next episode as well. But... Episode three, um, and everyone's been talking about it. So, like our conversation about it, it's way behind. And I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to sit here and talk for too long about it. But what's the general consensus? Because I have not paid attention. I have my own opinions, but do people hate it? Or people are like calling it? it the best hour or episode of TV because it's almost two hours. I think like it's like an hour and forty. It's an hour and so. hour and twenty, like the first oh, hour twenty. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Oh, I was looking at the total count. I guess there's stuff at the end, right? So it's hour and 20 minute, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. There's the credits, um, and then they have, like, behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff, yeah. I, I tend know, to skip behind-the-scenes stuff. It's being yeah. uh, lauded as one of the best episodes of TV in recent memory. I Yeah, I said that the night of. That out. is try-hard gay, but go no, ahead. No, that's how I felt. So I I, uh, I think this was a great episode, but it reminded me a lot of... Um, I, don't, I know, Jeff, you've watched Mythic Quest. Derek, did you ever watch Mythic Quest? I like an episode or two. There's, I think it's season two. They have an interrupting episode out of nowhere. That season one back... does it too. Yeah, the both seasons do. It. <clears throat> was yeah. it was the season one that had this one of the two game makers? Yes. That, yeah. That was season one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's totally a timeout from this 
ridiculous, raunchy, crazy show that it is, right? Mythic Quest is just over the top and insane and like not for kids and all that stuff. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you have Fun this show. almost like almost totally disconnected. And it's connected, but like the story itself would have made a great like Black Mirror episode or something. It kind of had that, but just kind of felt really it wasn't creepy like Black Mirror. It just had a no, it was, complete it was, story, and it yeah, was yeah, it was the life cycle of a of a developer, like and and a relationship, yeah. like and yeah. so and it was a very yeah. it was a very sweet story with some heartbreak and just kind of like it was just I thought it was very well told because they made one of the best like games. The story goes they they made one of like the best games, like a Diablo right. Warcraft level game, yes. and then one of the partners involved with the development of that game decided to sell out and like make all this extra you know corporate dlc and stuff like that yeah um and that's when they had a rift and and it's a it, couple so it's the guy yeah. from new girl nick what's his name is it nick something no what's his name J- uh crap jake uh, that's jake, the uh, jake johnson yeah, jake yeah. Johnson. is it Kristen um, miliotti is the girl i think that's yes it. she's yeah. in a great episode of black mirror too which is probably why my mind she's went in there Palm springs as well in that movie she's awesome. in that episode of black mirror with uh jesse plemons where he's doing a yes. like star trek capture yeah. and stuff oh um anyway um, okay, let me bring it back to this real quick. I that the reason I'm comparing it to that is I think this episode of Last of Us just it does an excellent job of telling a connected and yet completely separate story. Like if they could have really um dug in more to their story, because they do a lot of time jumps in this episode, and it could have been a much bigger story of Bill and Frank in a standalone film almost. Like it could have been its own little film mm-hmm. of this post-apocalyptic um experience that these two guys had and i I, so i thought it was very well done very well acted um i I just thought i just thought they did a good job with it overall like was it was it necessary for all the things they could have dug into with the show you can make an argument that it wasn't that's fine like if you want to make the argument that they didn't need to do this that's totally fine but the video game already my first playthrough and i saw what happened and it's very different by the way if you had never played the game i don't know if you're listening to this it's not even like it's not even well it's it's not in terms of like what happens to them but it's pretty heavily implied that these two guys were more than just friends like it's pretty obvious in the game oh i know yeah you gotta talk about it in a second so i i had no and some people have come out saying like i just had a real big problem with the whole like gay storyline like well it was already in the game so if you didn't like that that's fine i don't have a problem with that by the way but and i and i just thought it was so like it is it something that i can personally relate to no but i can relate to a love story and the heartbreak and the tragedy of it also like yeah i just thought it was a very well told story and uh and just wonderfully acted like really really wonderfully acted so, so. overall i like it i yeah. like it so that let me say that because i'm going to criticize it now overall i liked it like i didn't get off going oh my god this is trash but it was starting to lose me because again i'm a fanboy for the game and I don't mind if you deviate a little bit, but this was like, I'm like, dude, you literally, you took one of my favorite characters and made him not who who I wanted him to be. Because if, if you really... That's fair. If you go play the game and then go watch who Bill is in the show, yes, they try to make Bill like a little negative Nancy, but he's not. Because most of the time he's with Frank in the show, whereas in the game... You never see him with, I don't even know if his name's Frank. I think it is. It is. But it is. Yeah. Okay. You never see him with Frank. You're just, you, it's implied right. that they had some type of relationship. And then again, the part I'm going to talk about in a second um, is spoilers for the game and for the show. But like, my issue was I felt like Bill wasn't like Bill. 
I felt like they changed him too much. And I was excited to see this actor play Bill because I'm like, oh, if they nailed any character slash actor to play a character, it would be Nick Offerman was perfect. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, so they they didn't do Bill very well, in my opinion. The other issue I had was they. Okay, so you just have this episode and for it's going for a long time. And if you have never played the game, I would sit there and be like, I don't understand this at all. I don't know who Bill is. I don't know who Frank is. And how do they have anything to do with these previous people I've been watching for the last two episodes? So then they show you how they know each other, but they just do like one quick scene. It's like I would have liked it if like they would have shown multiple times, like quick flashbacks multiple times where Tess and uh, Joel visited them or they met up for like a deal or an exchange or something like that. And that's where you could have saw Bill be even more rude or not likable. Because again, I don't expect them to be unlikable when he's with somebody who actually likes and loves. I'm talking about like, to see the other side of Bill that exactly. we exactly. So I, I, I don't like disagree they, with what you're saying. They didn't so show that part. I feel like they missed it there. So let me yeah. talk about the part I, that redeemed itself. Because again, you know, you guys know me well enough that I'm all about twists or little subtle changes. That I'm like, ooh, that's By the way, really you're smart. Hit some spoilers. So if you don't want to hear, yeah. it, check the timestamps. I'm definitely gonna spoil it. So yeah. in the video game, if you explore a little bit after you meet bill and bill's a complete asshole he he doesn't like anybody he doesn't like ellie he doesn't like joel um he helps him so he's not a completely terrible person but he's not like a nice person but you can tell he had like a partner and you could tell he liked that partner well if you explore you find a letter and in that letter the guy just basically says i hate your i hate your guts you're fucking trash. I couldn't wait to get away from you. And that guy is Frank, and Frank is dead. Like he's Frank he's killed hate. himself. He killed himself. Um, I he tried but to. Can't escape. you choose to give Bill the letter or not? Yes, it's a completely optional. You don't have to give yeah. give Bill the letter. I of course choose to give Bill the letter all <laughs> seven times I played because I hate Bill. Um, but anyways, so here's what I thought was the genius of the show. So I'm already a little upset of how they do this episode. But they then have these two characters, Frank and Bill, die together, which is does not obviously happen in the game. They take each other's or they take their lives because Frank's about ready to die uh, and he wants to go. And so they they pass away. Well, Joel discovers, or is it Ellie discovers a letter and yeah. gives it to Joel, and it's from Bill. And Bill is essentially, he's not as brutal, saying to Joel what Frank in the game says to to Bill. And that's, I don't like you. Um, and, and he just goes on. So I like that they took the twist of changing the letter since they changed the I whole agree. episode. That's, good. that's a good catch. But they circled back to the very end to the letter and i was like all right that's where you got me so you had lost me for a little while and i was like no i don't know if i like this but i know it's a super gay show so everybody in media outlets is going to love it but then you're going to have the white heterosexual males that complain that's me 
Um, but I I liked it towards the end when they when they brought the letter in. I was like, that's a nice tie to the game while still being making a change that's relevant to the show. So I personally ended up liking the show, but I really liked yeah. it more because of the letter. I, yeah, I can't, that I can't say it. that I can't say that I was bothered by the stuff you're bothered by, but I understand what you're saying. Like as a, as a huge mega fan of the game, like I know that you are, I get what you're saying. We didn't get to see the side of Bill that the game shows us. So I, but I do think it was cool. Like you, you just mentioned a few of the things they tied back in. They also, his final scenes when he's as old as he could be, they make him look a lot like Bill from the game. I don't know if you noticed that, like even the jacket he's wearing, the way his hair is done with his beard, like that's about yeah. as close as they make him look to to the bill that I remember from the game too. So I thought that was kind of a nice touch too, to make him look like the bill for the most part, you know, close enough to the bill from the game too. But, and um, it was such a change. Cause like, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but the whole time I'm watching, I'm like waiting for like bill and Frank to hate each other. And then as I'm like an hour in, I'm like, Oh, they're doing like a legit gay happy love story. So I want to get Jeff's thoughts on this too, but I actually thought that the way it would end was that he would refuse to kill Frank and that would be what split them. Because I was actually thinking the same thing you were in a way, just maybe a little differently. I was thinking as Frank was dying and was like, I want to go out on my own terms. This is what I, how I want my last day to be, that Bill wouldn't do it. And then that would cause Frank to write him something similar and kill himself, and that would turn Bill into the curmudgeon that we all know. That would kind of like break him. Yeah. I was kind of expecting that. And I'm not saying that would have been better, but that's kind of what I was expecting. And it didn't go that way. And I thought kind of the Romeo and Juliet element at, at the end, like it, it still worked. And I thought the final scene of them not showing you the bodies, but going into the bedroom with the window open, I just thought it was all well done. And the song they used for it, that kind of had a recurring theme. So... I still like the way they is, uh, That song's from Arrival. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have. Like, I didn't recognize it from that, but I it's, have. Uh, it. It's at the end of the movie where, like, it's you see like Amy Adams' choices come together and converge gotcha. and stuff like that. And it's okay. like, da, 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 da. So I've heard that song staff, so right? many times, dude. It's gotcha. oh, not that. Oh, not that song. I didn't think about that one. Uh, sorry, I was thinking of the uh, the 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 one that kicks in. It gets really. It's really somber. When they're do, having their last day together, and uh, oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about the Linda Ronstadt song. My bad. Uh, whoops. <laughs> no the, shade. It, the episode's called "Long, Long Time," right? Uh, so yeah. I, I was thinking you were talking about that one. No, no, I just I totally spaced on that song existing. Okay, in the show. yeah, because and I by the way I thought Nick Offerman when he sat there at the piano and kind of sang it like kind of pitchy and raw and just kind of like the way he was singing it, like mm -hmm. he was clearly in pain. I just thought that was. That alone was like, dude, this guy's pouring into this, this role. So I loved that. I thought yeah. he really gave it his all. So anyway, I really did think Derek and I, I was with you. I, I really did think at the end they were setting us up for heartbreak because it was a very sweet love story between these two people and their bond together for what it was like 15, no, it was 20 years, I guess. Right. However long it was. They were together for a long time. Um, yeah. And so like. I thought it would be a more tragic ending that would end with Bill still being there and us getting some of those, what I thought were classic Ellie and Bill interactions in the game. That like, I will miss because I like that. But like, we didn't I get like... that. We got something different. And would that, like, no one asked me, no one asked my opinion. I probably would have pushed to do it a little differently, but I still thought it was very, very good. I thought it was yeah. excellent. To me, before Jeff shares his, I just want to say one last thing. To me, if you're looking for, and I know they announced that they were going to make changes, so you should have like at least the 
desire or not desire the understanding that there are going to be changes uh but for me like if you are coming into this wanting it to stick pretty close to the game and then making just small minor changes i could totally see you hating this this episode yeah because it does veer way too much and that's where i was going I ended up liking it because I liked the way they reversed it, but brought it back. Yeah. But for me, it they changed it a lot. And I've been very open to the changes so far. And then this one, I was like, I don't know. And again, a lot of people would jump to the conclusion, you have a problem with the gay episode. It wasn't that. It was the, it was the way you're like, to me, changing. It felt like you're changing the character. Pe- people assume that because that was the centerpiece, was this connection, this bond between these two guys. But anyone who played the game already knows that that existed um, mm-hmm. between these two guys. So that wasn't a surprise Unless you don't at pay all. attention. I mean, right. if you didn't pay well, attention. Well, if you played you it seven times, it. you clearly know that things happen. But anyway. Yeah. He, he was doing a little bit of this. Oh, all good right. lord. Really? All right. Really? All right. <laughs> There's only one. There's only one. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> Great, I gotta follow that. That's awesome. No, All right, can you not? Derek, stop. <laughs> That's why you had so many shotguns. <laughs> I saw a lot of glimpses of the bill from the game in in the show, um, but it just in like it didn't hit halfway it halfway through the episode is when he started to get more, you know, tender and whatnot. Um, but yeah, and like the begin, like he has a gun at the dinner table when he meets Joel and Tess. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I even do, his I, first line is he's sitting in his bunker and they're all searching for him, and he's like, "Not today, you jackboot effers or whatever." Yeah. Like, right away, I was like, "There he is! There, there he is!" is. <laughs> and he's just having the time of his life by himself. Like he's just, "I am legending it basically," and just owning everything in the town. Oh, did you guys uh-huh. like too when Frank was like calling him out on all of his like paranoid? propagandist views yes, and he's like and you yes. think the government's nazis he goes the government are nazis and he's like well they weren't before <laughs> i just thought that was i thought that, that was, was a really fun funny, exchange yeah because yeah, like they way, it's phaedra because they are now yeah absolutely i will say this uh and i don't know if frank in real life is gay like the guy who played him but yes that guy yes. did a good job he did a really good job He's awesome. He was in White Lotus and stuff. And yeah, everyone's talking about gay. Nick Offerman, who's totally deserving that praise. But they both did a great job. They both, yeah, yeah they, they both they had, had chemistry. Stuff. They had yeah. great chemistry, and yeah. I was kind of like, like they really oh. actually liked each other. Like, I actually, yeah. be- I actually believed it. And that's I, sorry, Jeff, but I just wanted to throw that in there too. Like that is what to me made the episode work right. so well. Is I believe totally. the characters, and that's what made it work. That's what made it work. So. I totally agree. Yeah. I can't. I have a hard time saying whether it was. There are some people that are like, "Well, what they did in the show was better than the game," and I, I can't. I can't say that flat out. But I do agree with the sentiment that this is one of the best television episodes I've seen, uh, at least in a very, very long time. Um, right. right. Just from start to finish, I just love those singular episodes so well that are done. beginning, middle, and end, and when they do it well. Because some shows try it and it just totally flops, and you're like, "What the hell are they doing?" Like, well, um, they didn't. They didn't do what you described with the M night movie where it was like, let me make sure that I hit you over the head with all the nuance I'm trying to communicate here. Like they allowed things to kind of sit and allowed you, the viewer to figure it out. Right. Um, So yeah. When like, when example, when Bill drinks the wine glass, like, and he chugs it similar to how Frank does and Frank pieces it together right there. If it were any other writers, they would have it. Yes. I put pills in this too. Just like the pills you drank, like they would, they, they would like yeah. be more explicit about it. But it was just kind of like, 
it was a little more, I don't know. They, I don't know. They, they were just a little more smart about the changes, I think. Um, but yeah, if on, a, on a personal note, this happened at a very raw moment for me because um, I don't, I'm trying to remember the exact number of hours. A little more than 12 hours before that, I had to put my dog down. And That's then right. um, I get to this episode of Last of Us and they're talking about like, <clears throat> they're talking about like mercy killing. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, dude, that hit, that hit, that hit really hard at that time. Like I, I was imagine. just... I was, uh, yeah, I was incredibly moved by that, seeing yeah. that. And, and I know it's obviously, it's different, it's a human or whatever, and that's, the stakes are way different Yeah, but there. the emotion is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, um, yeah, and then the, the cherry on top was was Bill saying, you were my purpose and stuff, and like, Jesus, yeah. man. Yeah, that was good, that was what well delivered. What a great story, just such a good, like, just, I can't believe this is television, dude. And what is it about HBO that they have to have a monopoly on sadness on Sundays? Because Euphoria was like this, and like Barry has some really disturbing stuff, and like well, even with tragic Game of Thrones, stuff. they would have all kinds yeah. of tragic things every week. Yeah, it's like um, what the hell, guys? Can I just say, <laughs> Jeff, that I'm glad that you didn't do what Bill did when you went to the vet with your dog. Like, I'm glad I that know, you didn't you know. also say like, "And the shot for me too, please." Yeah, like, me too don't, now. please yeah. don't. Yeah, I know. That was um, a, yeah, that was a rough day for me. You know, I think that, um, Derek, I think you're spot on from a here's the original source material viewpoint. People who read books that are adapted, same thing. And people who play video games that this is a rare occasion where it's being adapted masterfully. But I can understand where you're like, that. that's not how I wanted them to do it. Bro, if this was Star um, Wars, there would be outrage. You mean as far as like missing? Well, there isn't like a like original Like changing source anything like this, like people would be Freaking out. If they were adapting, they, they were. Like, were you were you absent for Last Jedi? They were. Yeah, people were pretty upset. <laughs> that's what I'm about, saying. Yeah. That's my point. You literally missed my point. Where they, oh, where they changed the character. If this that was we know. Star Wars, yeah. people would uh, be freaking I, I out. No, no, you're, your complaints are in the, They freak out about little shit now too, though. So I mean, they're they're one of the pettiest but fan bases on the your, planet. Your your um, criticism of it is in that same bucket where it's like, hey, you took a character that I feel I thought I knew really well yeah. and you really made them something kind of different in this adaptation so i what, understand um i understand that i i there was there were some people that were like i think fab said it who was like i just wanted bill to interact with ellie and stuff like that like yeah and i get that that's I, fair yeah. yeah but now we got both things and i don't i don't know yeah. I, I like i mean both honestly things. i like bill i'm not gonna yeah. i said that earlier but in the grand scheme of this it's it's not a it, grand scheme of the games, and I'm talking now both games. He's not that significant, so he's a significant character because we all know who he is. But his story being changed does not impact the overall story and narrative of the Last it, of Us games. In the game, his story ends when you guys drive away. It's just in a different this ending. Is, this yeah. is just different. It's just changing. Yeah, no the tone of a relationship in a game that ended terribly and the character was around a little bit longer to interact with you, the player. Uh, whereas in the show, they're like, no, we want to tell a different story. But again, it doesn't change the the narrative um, of the actual overall. The last I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they do try to include some sort of high school scene because that is just a setting that is so cool in an apocalyptic kind of zombie setting. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised because even though I don't think we're done with flashbacks like that, yeah. even though in the game we already saw like that would have happened with Bill, right? The, the whole high school scene because um, Bill was there for that. And but in the in the oh, show, yeah. I know we're already past about. Bill. 
I wouldn't yeah. be surprised though, if they do circle back to some sort of high school gym fight scene of some kind. Yeah, with the bloater or something. Yeah, I, something. yeah they're definitely saving their bloater <laughs> load uh, for <laughs> for like better bloater trailer. load because they they did show a, a bloater load. teaser uh, in a yeah. few trailers. So like, yes, it's got it's happening. Um, is the next episode the he's not hurt? Is that what, yes? What, okay, okay, I can't wait for that, dude. With the big kind of like car crashing through the buildings and then them escaping right. and like right. Yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah. very it's really intense. intense very I, quick you know what i i do love that they are the things that they're changing fit the pacing of a tv show because when you're in a video game and you have these moments um these big character moments with like side characters and stuff uh like with tess and with bill um they're spaced in between maybe a few hours of gameplay like yeah okay i'm gonna go through i'm gonna go uh you know scrap whatever whatever i can to make a weapon you know i'm gonna you know, you're constantly doing other stuff. Whereas for a TV show, it's kind of like, how do we, it's just an impossible task. I don't envy their position at all. And I think they're doing really well so far. Yeah. yeah. I do wonder if there was a draft of their script where it didn't have such a happy, quote unquote, happy romantic ending to their story. And it, there was yeah. more of a split that ended more like the game where now yeah. we do interact with a harsher, harsher bill. But um, I see, I understand why they did what they did. And it made for kind of a clean, beginning middle end of the story of that of those characters mm -hmm. and like just kind of gave us something unique it was very unique like actually someone unique. someone brought up a good point to me um he's a little more woke than i am <laughs> to a point where i'm like all right dude come on let's settle down but he brought up a good point that this story or this at least the dynamic that they told in the show where bill uh -huh. finds frank in a hole would not work with two i mean i guess it would kind of work with two women but it wouldn't work with a man and a woman couple like the same. Like if it was a man with a gun, that'd be freaking weird. And the power dynamic would be weird. And if it were a woman, it'd just be like unbelievable that she suddenly wanted to do him. You know, like it just, you know, like, it'd oh, just interesting. Be weird. Yeah. So like he brought up a good point that it, it kind of works best the way that they told it. Um, well, I mean, they told us if you had to tell it that way. We haven't really seen a story like that before, at least not in right. that setting. Right. Yeah. So I again, I I get it. I get it. Um, it's certainly setting itself apart from Walking Dead because that's always in the back of my mind when I'm watching a show like this. Me is too. Like, Walking I'm comparing Dead did a lot, lot of this already, didn't they? Like, I mean, I'm kind of like thinking that, you know, as yeah. I'm watching it, but they're really setting themselves apart from that. One thing I, my takeaway from this, whether or not everyone thought the episode was the best thing ever or just, I, I thought, I didn't think it was the best thing ever, but I did like it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, it's deserving of all the praise it's getting. And it's deserving of some of the things Derek's pointing out, too, from a, a major fan of the game. I get that, mm -hmm. too. Um, but to me, it just reinforces yet again, like, this show is getting so much like care as it's being put together and yeah. created. It's it's so high quality. There were even people if, were... even if we don't love the direction they take every character in the story. I get that. Yeah, but and, like, and there's no eventually for me and for like people like Kyle and you, stuff. What eventually they're gonna do a change that me and we're not gonna be on board with. Right. And we're right. gonna have to just come to terms with it. Exactly. Um, but but I will say that uh there was a God dang it, there was something on the tip of my my tongue and that now I can't remember what it was. It was related to the show, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I do I just love how how much quality is being poured into this and i'm just okay thrilled, thrilled to see it. that's what it was about so when when craig mazin one of the showrunners and, yeah. and main writers he helped adapt it to television with neil he was in the interviews in the press he was talking about this is one of the best video game adaptations ever made um if not the best and um people were like immediately like at least in our group uh they were just immediately like well i hope it flops now that you said that because i hate when people say stuff like that and i get 
it's Earth it's to, why people get, get mad at Earth. James Cameron, right? You you I, hate yeah. James Cameron for saying that. Stuff. I know. I'm like, dude, shut up and just let people yeah. watch your movie. Yeah, but um, James Cameron keeps talking. But I, but at this right. point, it's you're true. Right. He did. He does keep talking. And I'm like, dude, you got nominated for an Oscar. You can stop doing interviews now. Stop. Please stop. Um, yeah. but but with yeah. with this show, uh, I'm kind of like, well, it turns out he was right. Like, well, crap. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. I guess we so, can't really bash him for so that. I mean, far. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's gonna end up being really, really good. I'm not ready to crown it that way, but that's because it's like, look, I like the show. I do wish there was a little bit more. I think they're leaving stuff out, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna wait to judge it until everything comes out. Like, I think this third episode, like you guys really like it. I thought it was okay. Like I said, if you don't tie it back the way I like the way they tied it back at the end. If you don't do that, I'd probably say I don't like that show. But here's why I'm not going to overly criticize it is because I think it's actually a good connecting show to what I think the tone of the fourth episode is going to be. Yeah. So again, you've got to really judge shows based off everything. The whole season yeah. and the whole series, yeah. People that review each yeah. episode one, one by one, I'm not saying you can't do that, but it's kind of stupid because you're taking it is. the tone yeah. out of Content. Yeah, if you were you know binging what? this, you would have jumped right into an act. What looks like to be an action packed. Right. I tried program, doing so. the reviewing when I was writing reviews for a brief, brief period of time. I tried doing reviewing an episode of a thing and then moving on. And by episode five, I was like, dude, I am burnt out. I can't, I can't say the same thoughts every week. This is obnoxious. So I do wish season. people would just wait until the season ends and then be like, here's our action. like with Andor, like every when it's like a big staple show like that, people like IGN or whoever feel the need to review every single episode. I'm like, can you just, yeah. can you just chill or just have a podcast or something about it? Like it just stop. Yeah, I would rather <laughs> you just have a conversation. Derek, about can it. you, yeah. like can you doing? think of a, can you think of a video game adaptation TV or movie that you think you might like better than this? We'll have to wait and see. Cause I can't think of one that's other than arcane. I mean, that's the only other thing that comes close for me. Yeah. Arcane is top notch to me. I guess I keep forgetting I that was based on a video game. Cause I didn't write really it. I arcane. should say arcane is great because I never played the game. So exactly, I, dude. Yeah. my yeah. perspective's different though. Yeah. And that's why like, uh, I'm actually giving me props. I don't care if you guys agree. That I'm not freaking out and being like, dude, they changed everything. This is stupid. I don't like the tone. I don't I'm kind of like surprised, like, honestly. Honestly, yeah, I really because did I'm expect, giving yeah. it a chance. But yeah. overall, I think it's a really, really high. Like this is like the level of quality. I'm just judging it on objective yeah. quality. Is ridiculously high. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see the potential of them telling, even if they make changes I don't like an overall an amazing story we didn't even talk about the creepy ellie moment where she slices open a bit of that thing's skin yeah. Yeah. and then stabs it in the head that was oh, very that was so tense gross. i was like Ooh. waiting for something terrible to happen but it was I'm also glad, like i'm glad that they subverted that because that is a trope in horror movies where somebody disappears in a cellar and it's like a help and they're screaming and they didn't do that and i freaking yeah. i give them so many so much props but for like avoiding that gave us throat. that gave us a little i like that because it gives viewers yeah. especially non-gaming viewers a little glimpse into hey ellie's got some darkness in her man and she does uh, yeah and that was just a little and if something traumatic again happens to her because so, she lost her best friend slash yeah. girlfriend whatever yep you know just look out i'm just saying abby keep your distance i'm just saying yeah. uh and also, I loved her reading the letter and the way that she read <laughs> had yeah, me yeah, dying. That was dude. good. That and was and good. especially because I heard Nick Offerman giggle. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I just yeah, heard his total. giggle as that laugh. And it, yeah. All right. <laughs>
All right. Well, Last of Us Episode 3 continues the high quality of that show so far. I'm loving it. Can't wait. We'll get Episode 2 here. In, or, I'm sorry, Episode 4 here in about uh, 48 hours. Or less than that, actually. Now, 36 hours. So, very excited for that. Um, all right. Some some headlines here that uh, before we wrap up this episode. Redfall. This one's this is a questionable decision by Bethesda slash Microsoft. I don't know who made this call, but requires an online connection all the time, even in single player. What do you guys? I don't have an issue with that. Like the almost every game does that now. I don't have an issue. Like you can't even play offline. Like you can play offline most games if you don't if your internet goes down. You can play. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Division Two you can play offline because it just tells you, oh, you've been booted from the server. And then it puts you in your own, right? Is, but is I mean, that if you're right, playing a single, if you're playing a single player game, there you should not have to. I mean, maybe for like a handshake every certain number of hours to make sure you really own the game or whatever. There's I that, certain I guess, but... games that I can't, I can't access, and they're not just multiplayer. If if there's no network, well, some of that's with game sharing. I have that issue when, with game sharing too. But like outside of that. Very few single player games that just won't. Yeah, work. it's it's rare, so it's a weird choice. I know this not, was like a big issue when the Xbox One released, where it was like yeah. the constant checking, and and then people realize that we're literally doing that, and nobody cares. So I'm just saying, I don't personally think it's a big deal. I get. What I just you're don't saying. think like, that many single player games it, do it. I, I, I have a feeling this has to do with like more than just. Uh, Hey, this is a, a co-op game. Yeah, they want a co-op experience, but there might be other reasons why they need you connected to the server, even in single-player experience. Maybe. Yeah. So I thought it was just a DRM thing, like a game. I don't think so. Ownership. I don't really think they. Care I think about that, one of the comments I saw on Reddit that was like, "What's the point of DRM then?" Because apparently, if you're offline, that's when DRM matters the most. Right. Because that's what it's right. Supposed to, yeah. Yes. So yes. what's the point? of that so yeah, yeah i don't i'm not sure and they, people they are bringing up great points like i'm like kind of like derek i'm just like yeah other games already kind of they're a small handful but some other games do already kind of require this um that yes. are single player um but but that's because they are also i actually multi-player, can't think like, of any fall. that are single player that i might be mistaken division online. two might have whenever it kicked me out of the server i think i just i just ended up being screwed okay i can't remember now um yeah. but uh i'm not 100 percent too mad at it especially because we know Almost everybody has internet. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I hey, well, Dad, I think that's the other logic we could use is you don't make this decision if the world can't handle it. So you, right. you want everybody it's to not play like, the game. It's not like this is not related to games. It's not like Netflix when they said to curb password sharing, oh. you might not be able to use it outside of your home. Yeah, and then they were like, so oh, stupid. just kidding. Sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> we didn't know yeah. you'd be so mad about that. So, like, this is a thing it's not that, like that to me. This is a thing where the, this, these details leaked out, and then Bethesda got asked about it so many times they just confirmed it. Like, yes, you do have to be online. But this was not, oh. it's not like a feature that they're bragging about. Like, they no. just confirmed it. So, yeah. um, The Pathless, which I know Jeff and I both liked that game. We didn't I love it. We both liked it. That's hitting uh, the Switch I only did as the first well boss as. fight, and that was really cool. Oh, it actually just hit uh, Switch and Xbox this past week, so it's available now on those systems. I, you know, if you awesome. haven't played it on PC or PS4 or 5, I guess, I would recommend it on the Xbox. I, I'm not saying it can't run well on Switch. The art design does lend itself to maybe running fine. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be best on a, the most modern console you got. It's, good. Mm-hmm. it's a good game. I agree with that. Um, potentially a new direct coming, although I would be shocked if it's on Monday because they would have announced it by now if it was coming Monday. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's one this coming week. 
right? Like maybe Tuesday. Yeah, somebody at Giant Bomb was like, oh, it's coming the week of February 6th, whatever day they decide. Oh, the uh, week of February 6th, not on yeah. February 6th. Oh, right, okay. right. Okay. Yeah, so they yeah. May, might announce like February 6th, hey, it's coming Thursday on Tuesday or, or Thursday. Yeah, yeah, don't they usually do them like Wednesdays they, or Thursdays? Yeah, they do them right Something in the middle like of the that. week usually. We'll see. Yeah. It, it might not be a big deal if it is if it is going to happen. It might not be like one that's you should expect something huge. Yeah, it could be like is a mini. coming mini out soon? Just Zelda, right? I mean. Yeah, but we haven't heard anything yeah, of they've Zelda. Got, they've I'm got getting Kirby. a little nervous that Kyle's right. They got, yes, they do have the Kirby Deluxe. Kirby. It's like a remake, right, of the Wii Yeah, but they're considering it a pretty big release, I think. Yeah, they're hyping it up. It's a remake. Let's see. And then what Fire else? Emblem Engage DLC. They got that. Um, yep. But yeah, Zelda, I think they're going to do a separate solo direct for that. They're not going to be like, here are some other games. They're going to be like, here's all of Zelda. Uh, yeah, that's, I would that's think my it prediction. would be all about Zelda. Yeah. Kind of like they did Splatoon, and we're all like, several, okay, no. <laughs> several smaller games in ports that I won't read out. Oh, in March, they've got the Bayonetta Origins game. That's Cereza right. That, and the Lost right. Demon. Still need to Yeah, I have nothing oh. but indies. Oh, Octopath Traveler too. Rem, both Remnant and Have a Nice Death hit the Switch in March. Have a Nice Death is great. Um, game of the year right there. That's a try-hard game of the year. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good game, though. It's really good. <clears throat> April, I don't see a lot for them yet. Yeah, so nothing, nothing huge outside of, like, just Zelda, but that's still, like, three, allegedly three months away. Where's yeah. Kyle to confirm its delay, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting on him. And then in July is when they're supposed to get their port of Hogwarts Legacy. It's the only other Honestly, oh God. I, no, I that's would, getting delayed into eternity, dude. That's unless they were going to release like a yeah. Switch Pro or something, I don't see Zelda coming I, out in yeah. May. It's probably a holiday game. I really think the developer is like, let's just push it past this quarter or this uh, this fiscal year and then see what Nintendo announces. Yeah. And if they don't announce new hardware, then we're just not going to release well, it. Well, so. and this is us trying to carry on the spirit of our delay czar, who's no, not with us tonight. So right. We're yeah. trying to... Kyle, just so you know, if you listen Kyle. to this show, I am saying that Zelda is going to get delayed till November of 2023, and it'll release the same day as Dragon Age's new game. Oh, man. Bold. Oh, that is, 2023. Uh, that's more in the stupid category than bold, but well, that's fine. <laughs> Um, all right, I so just wanted to trigger Kyle. At some point... <laughs> also, um, Star Wars sucks, Kyle. Just wanted to know that. Yeah. According, according to Bloomberg, Sony was aiming to ship 2 million units of PSVR 2. But to since all the millionaires that were able to their pre-order, pre-order yeah. figures have really not done well. Like, it's pretty easy to go pre-order one right now if you're still interested. Like, they're very available to pre-order right now. Um <laughs> They're, they've now halved that expectation. They're expecting maybe a million for the quarter. Um, See, to... here's my, here's my, here's how I know something's going to be successful or not. It's I only need to pull one person, and that's me. If I don't pre-order it, you're not going to be successful. <laughs> We're talking to a guy that got an 8K television when a quarter of the industry is like if, on 8K. It's one of those yes. polls that'll say like. <laughs> One out of one Derek says this, and at the bottom that will say like one Derek. You will get everything for this. But did you? Did you Plus buy it, Derek? Casino. No, then it's a fail. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. VR two. I'm not saying it's not going to be great tech. I fully believe it would be fantastic technology, but it is nowhere near a price range that has my interest. It just isn't. Same. Um, Same. That's honestly what's holding me back because I actually watched IGN's uh, video on Gran Turismo Seven, and I was like, and then Dell was advertising $100 off their Thrustmaster, and that sounds dirty, 
like yeah. steering wheel, you know, whatever. And oh, I was like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could buy that and the VR headset, hook it yeah. up. That would be bad. And I was like, wait, that's a thousand dollars. That's some major PC or monitor upgrading there. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I I remember splurging a while back to get the PSVR, and it was fun. It was like a a cool kind of gimmicky thing that had its merits. Like there were some game experiences that were fun, but it quickly got shelved and then more and more rarely got pulled off the shelf until eventually I just boxed it up. So it wouldn't keep getting too dusty. So it's still boxed up now. Like it's, I still have mine, but I, I, I have to say like my Oculus have not been a waste of money. I enjoy them, but the PSVR was probably one of the worst things I ever bought. One of wow. the worst things I ever bought. So I, I, I got to play two games on it that I couldn't play anywhere else that I friggin' loved it was the Astrobot rescue mission, right? Was the, VR one, or was that the second one? Anyway, whatever the the first Astrobot thing, mm-hmm. and then Moss, Moss that um, book Our one. Great things but, about that, yeah. So fun, loved both, and and of course, uh, Be- uh, Beat Saber, which I know is not just PSVR, it's everywhere, but like Beat Saber, so cool, love that game, is so awesome. But um, so there were some cool experiences, but was it worth all the money I spent? And I know I got a deal on it, I forget how much I spent on it, but no, it wasn't worth the money I spent Damn. to be honest. Um, so there's no way I'm going for the second one. That's just not. not. Right. Every single time I bring up like, uh, and I'm not saying I'm always right, obviously, <laughs> but every single time I bring up like that VR is for a very niche audience or it's a fad or something. Every Anytime I say anything like that, I get pushback. Like not here, but it just in general. Uh, and I'm like, guys, it's, it's, I mean, the writing's on the wall, man. Like it's people, definitely clearly. a niche audience. I don't know yeah. if it's a fad because I think there's always gonna be some element of VR that's around. Mm. But I do think you're right about it being niche. Like it's certainly not yeah. for everybody. It's kind of like free until, TVs nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until it gets to a place where the tech is completely wireless while also being cheap, you're yes. not gonna see this blow up. And it's gonna so, be impossible for it to stay cheap yes it's just like a lot of the good pc vr headsets are all 700 to a thousand dollars and they've got great tech and they've got all the bells and whistles but it's like dude i'm not paying that because most of us gamers like i'm a busy guy i i i am active i'm not lazy i would i wouldn't categorize myself as lazy but when it comes to gaming I I want to sh- turn off and shut down and just relax. I don't want to like be sitting up, moving, yeah. and do it. Like that's not what I'm looking for. So, so unless you're buying, yeah, unless you're buying a VR headset for an exercise like thing, a lo- yeah. I just don't think it's going to be something that really catches on. Yeah, and I think Kyle's oh, been been using it. I don't know if he's still using it as that, but I know he was at one point, uh, and that was helping him uh, at least stay in shape. Uh, whereas, um, I remember like every time they try this, like with the connect, uh, with the, we fit, whatever stuff like that. I mean, those were definitively fads because the connect is gone. Nobody's really doing that with switch. I mean, I think they did release something like that's kind of compared to that for the switch. Yeah, I, can't I remember think the last called. one was the ring fit. That yeah, Ring Kyle Fit. Yeah. Likes. Kyle says yeah. it's like a fun game. I, think. I, I, I played ring, a good amount of ring fit. That game's fun. That game's a good time. Do you get a good workout, though? Oh, yeah. Like, if you actually play it the way they're telling you to. Like, there's ways you can do the movement yeah, there's half-assed the controllers. Ways to do everything in those games, yes. yeah. But if you actually, like, 
play it the way they intend. Right. Like the like for example, like you have the there's like this Velcro strap that goes around one of your legs, and like the lifting motion of your leg is really just taking the controller and just like turning it side, like kind of lifting it like this. So yeah. you could get away with not actually running and all it's that stuff. Like but I, when you, when you I did Nintendo, it for real uh, and I was sweating, man. Like during oh, the boss battle, like I was sweating. So I remember fun. like playing Nintendo Switch Sports and if you guys saw me play that, you'd be like, dude, you're not even doing... Like when I golf, I'm just... Nintendo Switch <laughs> just, sit. Just yeah. one arm, yeah. just don't care. <laughs> yep, yep, I, got, I get you. So we'll see what happens with VR 2. Sadly, I don't think any of us on the show will be giving you our impressions anytime yeah. soon, but uh, we'll I, be... I, might, I haven't pulled it out yet, um, but I have to do further research, and I have been, If I any have of been. us do, it's going to be you. I, it I'll is going to be yeah. me. Yeah. But my, my, my joke was more like, if I don't buy it right away, you, you're probably not looking yeah, at good, exactly. good results. Yeah. My advice to you is don't do it. But for the sake of the show, maybe don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, PS Plus games have been officially announced. They were leaked earlier, but then kind of officially confirmed that it's going to be Ali Ali World, Mafia, Definitive Edition, Evil Dead the Game, and Destiny 2 Beyond Light are all coming to PS Plus for I this month. I have played, I think Beyond Light might have been one of the last ones I played, and then the one after that, the last expansion I played. Oh, okay. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Beyond, Mafia Beyond was, Light was, Beyond Light was like my favorite. Yeah, Beyond Light was good. Game. Dude, Mafia is such a good game. The Definitive Edition That was, was in great. my, uh, because it was a flat out, it was a full-blown remake, and they titled yeah. it Definitive Edition for some reason. You should have called it Mafia Remake, but okay. Yeah, so um, good. It, it ended up in my top five that year. That game just blew me away, and I'd never played it before, so that's probably why. But uh, love, that was I really, love that. I like really that whole series, game. man. Like All three of those games, I think, are a blast. I, I still have to games. play the other ones, honestly. Mafia 3 got way too much hate. It did. It was, again, one of those things where some people had... We talked it's about Gotham Knights it's treatment. Like, it's the Gotham Knights thing. It's it's uh, even Forspoken to some extent, where it's like, all right, it's not a 4 out of 10. Like relax a little bit like and mafia 3 got a lot of that type of treatment it really did um which i don't know it's just so weird it's yeah. all in how games preview it's almost like bullying they just pick a game they're like you know what we don't like you. you're ugly. Yeah. yeah i know i know it's crazy but then something with like, like every quarter they pick a new something some pick little on. yeah some little indie darling that has nowhere near the production value of those big games gets this game nine out so of ten good. So that's so that's where the scoring system becomes very weird. To me. I just feel so much when I play that game. Um, <laughs> journey, the multiplayer journey that you don't know if there's actually a player there, but you know I think they're there. So it's just so amazing. Um, so last, amazing. I literally was, cried. The PC port for the Last of Us Part One has been delayed to the end of March instead of beginning of March, which should hit right as the show's wrapping up. I think. Actually, yeah, that's like a week after the finale. Apparently, yeah. I did. I did pre-order that. I don't yeah. know why. With all the games that are coming out, I don't need I to own that game for the ninth time again. But I don't care. Why not? Why not? I, I mean, will... it's The Last of Us. Yeah, and, and you know what? That, that I will. I haven't gotten the part one like at all on PS5, and I will for yeah, PC. Bye. That that I mean, yeah, I would own that on PC for yeah. sure. Uh, another oh, delay, and not a, not a super long delay. This was expected in March. Now it's the end of April, and that Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been pushed back. They did release a statement that pretty much said what you would expect. They want to achieve a level of polish that our fans deserve. So, I bump. think that for us personally, I'm just speaking for our group, yeah. uh, for the podcast. This that's a good pushback. Just like the amount Give of games some, in February and March. Room. Yeah, yeah. Some of these games are going to get hurt by not being that they're bad, 
It's just going to be like, for instance, we use Bayonetta 3 as a great example. Guarantee if one of us would just sit down and play the damn game, we'd be like, wow, that's really good. But none of us <laughs> yeah. will do it because we're like, I don't want it. Yeah, you're right. You but we all, but we all own it, but none of us will. New games keep coming out. Ah. Well, we all and, bought it, but it's just To be there. fair, I literally rushed through Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2 to so be well, relevant for Bayonetta 3. And then right. when Bayonetta came out, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to play anymore, Bayonetta. I need yeah. now, it's almost like you're burnt out a little bit. If uh, Jedi Survivor actually releases on April 28th and doesn't get bumped back again, and if somehow Tears of the Kingdom actually lands on May, what is it, 12th? Yeah. yeah. Date, then that gives me two weeks to finish Jedi Survivor because when the new Zelda comes out, when the new Zelda comes out, I'm dropping everything else to play it. That's just the way it's going to be. Like, I'm just going to. Well, um, they're going to announce Horizons coming out May 12th. Horizon Forbidden West 3. That's yeah. coming out May 12th. Okay, good. Yeah. It, doesn't their DLC come out in the there spring? Is, there is DLC coming out in April. April 19th. <laughs> They're going to bump it back to May 11th, DLC and everyone's going to play it for out, one day. Uh, a week before uh, Jedi Survivor, yes. Which, by the way, I want to I wanna give, because before we, we started recording this podcast, that's what I was playing as I'm continuing my second playthrough of Horizon Forbidden West. And I want to give a shout out to that game because, you know, when Dan was like, oh, I think it's the prettiest game, I was like, no, dude, God of War, all these other games, way better looking. And now I'm playing and I'm going, you know, after they patched it and you've got it running at 4K, like yeah. native gorgeous, 4K, man. at 40 to 60 frames per second, I'm like, you know what, Dan? I don't like you still, and I've fired you, and I'm sticking <laughs> to that. Fired, yeah. But I'm going to agree with you. This game might be one of the best-looking games of 2022. Like, Definitely. maybe even number one. Yeah. I don't know about that there. part. Oh. I mean, well, that. you got to remember, it's open world. That's what I'm also I mean, comparing. You're, you're several weeks too late with that opinion, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I still say uh, I will say about uh, Survivor, when I read the uh, delay time frame i was like oh they, they sound really close to done because if, yeah. if this if this was a real concern for them they would have been like no three months you and know it sounds like, like they're squashing but it's just bugs. a month and a half yeah There's, it sounds like they're squashing bugs and polishing it up and that's good yeah that's good it also could be i do believe it's that but it also could really be like dude february and march are loaded let's yeah we're gonna get buried like forbidden west yeah they're move yeah. it back a little bit yeah could be uh, the third Crew game has been announced. It's set for a release sometime this year, but Ubisoft announced the Crew, which is not called the Crew Three. They're calling it the Crew Motorfest. Oh, so, okay. I didn't know that was that was the third one. I thought it was just like an expansion for the second one. Yeah, there. It's officially the third major the Crew. They still could make the Crew Three, but this one's called the Crew. And put a three and where the E is. The Dude, that's so correct. That's so cool. Played the crew and I liked it. I didn't play like beat it. I remember how overhyped that game was, though. It was so overhyped. And it got shitted on when it launched. People were like, this drives terribly. I'm like, it's an RPG. And it is. If you play the first one, I don't know about the second one. The first one's an RPG. It's all about upgrading everything because you're you're terrible. Your car handles terrible. Um, But I actually downloaded the second one because I'm like, well, I should just try it because I did like the first one. And I think the second one's supposed to be better. Um, but no, I never really connected with the crew. I, I've yeah. noticed that I'm getting away from Ubisoft stuff. I don't really like yeah. their stuff anymore. Well, yeah, what about what if I told game. you they're making another Far Cry? Because that's totally happening. Uh, I Six is the first one I haven't beat yeah. since three. 
So well, that's three, a shame. Four, Get ready five. for another one. <laughs> and then the other ones. So I, I like the last six, four or five. But a lot of the same, but I liked it. Uh, I, I've tried. I've gone back to it multiple times because I'm like, you got to beat it. You beat the last five Far Cry's. And I'm right. like, no, I can't. I don't want mm-hmm. to. I haven't beaten a single one yet. I'm kind of like an, an odd duck in that regard. I've noticed people are falling off Assassin's Creed, too. I think people that most people that beat all the Assassin's Creed didn't beat Valhalla. I yeah. did. I still love Assassin's Creed, but uh, every other Ubisoft game, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, I think people love origins almost universally uh-huh o- odyssey i think less than universally but still generally really i don't know i thought i feel like a lot of people like i think a lot of people like odyssey more than Origins. I, I like it more but i think a lot of people out there are like oh it's it's just too much like i've heard a lot it's, it's yeah, criticized yeah, yeah. It is a lot than, it's criticized it more than origins but then valhalla i think just really didn't click with most people that I talked mm. to. Like they liked it, but no one really loved Valhalla. I think I loved it. So I, I mean, I, my I, favorite. I really liked it a lot too. I just, it, it made some weird changes, but anyway, we don't have to get into that. Ubisoft is no, in no. a weird place right now. Um, it's, it'd be interesting to see what they deliver on, especially with their new Assassin's Creed stuff. Like, is that going back to the drawing board? Are they, is it just more what we've had in the last five years or so? It'll be interesting to see. Um, Amazon has said they reportedly wanted to return, I'm sorry, turn the Tomb Raider show. We talked about how they're making a Tomb Raider show. They want to turn it into a Marvel-like franchise to interconnect game, film, and TV releases, including things like same actors voicing characters in the game and stuff like that. They said, James Gunn said the same thing about DC, and I'm like, good freaking luck, dude. Like, because yeah. Marvel could not figure out the TV and movie thing for years because it's so difficult to film a show like shows film faster than movies uh they're in pre they're in post-production faster and like there's just so many elements so just imagine the yeah. development cycle of a game and that's just gonna be so impossible dude i mean also they're gonna to, try i don't doubt they're gonna try but to say i want to turn something into a marvel-like franchise my thought goes to dozens of characters with their own spin-offs and and their own oh. storylines that are all going to culminate in every once in a while in these big moments that's why i gave Tomb that face while you read it like yeah, it doesn't make sense. So the only so thing that makes sense is... you're just going to have a Lara Croft show, Lara and Croft movie, movie and, and a Lara Croft... Okay, just say that. Got it. Say just say that, that yeah. like is Wait, you already it. did that. And okay, then you know what? The, re- the reception that I saw online when, when this headline was going around was... Uh, Oh, so they're going to make really dumb, oh, he's right behind me, isn't he, jokes. Like, and, like, I don't think that's what they meant, dude. But, uh, okay, point taken. Yeah, <laughs> the Joss Whedon jokes. That's yeah. All, it's so funny. Um Dude, there is a uh, Game Informer deep dive on RE4 remake, and it, from what I've read, just the summary of it sounds so freaking cool. I wanted to highlight a couple things. They're adding side quests, which you can find these blue flyers that are posted around each area. Um, they're going to try to remove a lot of the quick time events, and that way you still have the ability. For example, instead of just mashing the X button, you can still try to block or parry with your knife, which by the way, your knife can break and you have to get a new one or get it fixed or whatever. Um, but, uh, but the idea was to get rid of some of the QTEs and make it more kind of action focused. They're adding a crossbow, which kind of is a stealth weapon you can use. And nice. also you can go recollect whatever arrows or bolts that you fire from nice. them, to fire them again, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, they also revamped the way that Ashley works. So, a lot of times people would uh, tell her to just kind of stay in the corner and wait and just leave her there while you go do everything and then come back and get her. But now 
you can either have her close follow you closely or farther behind. But either way, she's going to be following you, which is a little more realistic. She'll actually stay nearby. Um, and she'll no longer have a health bar. There used to be a health bar, and once it's gone, she's dead. Now it's more like as she gets attacked, she'll enter a downed state, which you have a chance to go quickly revive her before she gets hit again. Otherwise, then she's dead. So they're just kind of changing the way that uh, your interactions with at, with with Ashley works. And uh, and same with like some puzzles. There are going to be some more two-person puzzles where she can actually be useful to you uh, throughout the game. So Yeah, I hope they add some depth to the to that all that like with not only gameplay which it sounds like they're doing but like just her story who she is and all that stuff like less less annoying yeah yeah i'm, I'm really excited for this game i i can't wait to see what they did with re4 did you play dead space not yet i don't own it i gotta use my money you know, wisely was, here well you know what i was gonna tell you uh if you are you interested in wild hearts yes yeah. Okay, so what you should do is just order the EA Play Pro, which is fifteen dollars. Pay fifteen dollars oh, once. Get access to both. Kind of like Ubisoft. You does. Yes, but, and then yeah. you can play both games the full game. Yeah, and then turn it off when I'm done. That's a good point. And I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy Dead Space. Yeah. Um, speaking of EA, they canceled a single-player game that was codenamed Titanfall Legends, which is sad to learn about because I thought Titanfall 2's campaign was so good. Even though it was yeah. brief, it was a really good campaign. Yeah, this, I saw this, that. This was a single, yeah, it was definitely going to be a single player game, and they were going to have like a crossover with Apex Legends characters, uh, apparently. Um, so it was going to be a crossover type game, but damn it, man, that's what I wanted the most out of like the next Titanfall. Uh, damn, that's such a bummer. Titanfall has, and I've said it before, the, for me, as somebody who's done a hardcore shooter multiplayer, the best multiplayer. Uh, for a shooter, like, I never played the their multiplayer. Me neither. I, so I did like the campaign for freaking two. fun, running around and jumping in your in just both. Like you can either play it where you're just running around while your bot is like going off and killing on its own, or you can jump mm -hmm. in it and control it. Like I absolutely love that. Yeah. And the way they um, combine real people with AI. So you, if you suck at killing real people, you could still score points for your team by killing AI units and stuff like that. Oh, it's yeah, really nice. Well, all I know really is that well campaign done. made me care about a big robot. Dude, that campaign, I played it Actually three times, I think, because it's like four. It's short. I mean, you can do it in one sitting, really. It's like and I just three or four hours. We just bought it on Steam, so it was $3. I was like, yeah, I guess wow. I own this yeah. on Steam now, but... Man, um, I love that campaign so much. Yep, um, I bought, I bought yeah. like, I bought that. I bought the Elysium game or whatever. What is it called? Disco Aiden, Elysium. Aiden Chronicle Rising. Aiden, that's what I meant. Oh, I'm yeah, way yeah. off there. Chronicle well, Rising. Samson, I bought that. that I bought that for three dollars, and yeah. then I got this is a really good deal. I got the Prey like Ultimate Edition or whatever, which comes with all the DLC. Which Moon Crash I had never played, which is like considered like really really good dlc i got that for six bucks all this was on steam it's really really good deals um which by the way i didn't know this did any of y'all play moon crash uh, i didn't even it's, finish the main game of Prey. Me, neither. me neither i did i liked it the moon crash is basically death loop like the, oh wow they, they released that and a lot of people were like going crazy on how great great it was and then death loop came out so it's like it's kind of like a a smaller version of what death loop is that's, and I'm like, that's interesting well right. i love death loop 
Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, speaking of yeah. EA, they canceled Titanfall Legends. That's sad. But their game Wild Hearts that Derek just mentioned, um, at, least, at least during this kind of AMA on Reddit, uh, I think it was executive producer. Yeah. Um, he was saying that there's no plans for microtransactions of any kind. It can f- be fully playable offline in single player mode. And there's going to be free post-launch content. Honestly, it sounds a lot like how Capcom treats Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's how it sounds. Like you can be online, you can play with others. The game looks so. Fun. Um, it looks. I hope it delivers, man. It's. Uh, Me too. It should be. Really I mean, fun. it's basically it's Monster Hunter, but without like the complexity. And I'm not saying there isn't any complexity at all. The complexity of the combat of Monster Hunter, because Monster Hunter is not a like a button masher. I mean, you can button mash it, but you're 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 gonna suck at the game. Yeah. This one looks more like there's a lot of speed. That looks like more combos that are easier to pull off. Yeah. Almost like you're playing like almost like a Ninja Gaiden combat type uh, or gameplay in yeah. a Monster Hunter world where everything's really fast yeah. and speedy and and smooth. So I think, and I like Monster Hunter, but I do get like tired of like feeling like battles drag on forever and my swings are super slow and all that to pull combos off can be annoying Well, i always use the giant hammers in those games because they're just my favorite but yes those do feel very heavy and slow um although it's very satisfying when you get a huge there there are bigger weapons in this game too so i think you can still play slower and more powerful but i don't know if you're as slow as you are in monster hunter Yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to it um, I am interested too to see how accessible they make it because for as much as I love Monster Hunter, I thought Monster Hunter Rise was just amazing. Monster Hunter World, one of my favorites from a few years ago. Um, but um, it still struggles with being accessible to everyone. They're more accessible than they've ever been. Don't get me wrong. Like they continue to improve that with each iteration. No, this is definitely more accessible. But I've this, watched videos. This, this looks great. like it's going to be much easier for folks to jump Sweet. in. This is more, you can I might be able to stick play. with this one. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about getting it on PS5, but only if like people are gonna actually play it with me. Otherwise, I'll go PC. Does EA Play Plus subscription work on PS5? No, the Pro version only yeah. works on PC. So I'd have yeah. So if I do that plan of just subscribing for a little bit to play, a well then I'll games. get on PC, and if you actually want to play with me, I'll play. Yeah, I'd like to try Wild Hearts out. Um, okay. The- the day before uh, is a game that's kind of been on the on the back burner it's for fake. a lot of folks for a long it's not time. Real. Fake game. Does it actually exist? I don't know, but no, it's funny. They delayed. We talked about the delay for this game already. How they were like, yeah, we were we were already going to delay it anyway. So this worked out. Like that was kind of this weird conversation around yeah. the delay yeah. till November. Um, then they dropped the gameplay trailer. They're like, but here you go. Here's what the game looks like. So it's all right. it's like ten minutes and it's mostly just running around. Yeah, it was kind of a bizarre like. That's your gameplay. I skimmed I through it a little bit. You, I don't. They, they, I, don't I think they that. shot the 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 players shot at zombies for like maybe gonna, a split second. And I don't think it's going to come good, out this year. I don't think it's going to come out like, this year, and I don't think no. it's going to be good. So if it comes out this year and it's good, I'd be happy to be wrong about both those. Man, things. I really want this game to be good because it looks like what I wanted Division to be with like driving cars around and bigger maps. Well, and that's like that. when they first showed it. Like I'm talking the very first time I ever saw it, I was like. Ooh, this looks like my type of game. Like, yeah. this looks so good. And then as I kept watching stuff, I was like, oh, I have no interest. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'll play it when it comes out, but I, I'm not like. It's like those games that have a great big splash on the first show, it. and then they almost disappear or become very untrustworthy. Like there was that Korean game Doka V that was announced that looked unbelievable. It was like Pokemon, but kind of the way Sonic Frontiers looks with this really cool anime style in the city, and it looked awesome. And that that game's gone totally silent. It's like so. Even if it does come out, I anticipate it's going to be. Yeah, that's the problem with when you show stuff off too soon. You get excited, and then people get so far like, you know what? I don't even yeah. actually care if you exist. Yeah. I will say that on um, for this game, I think people are a little too paranoid. Again, I think it's that whole yeah. I told you, I told you this game wasn't real. I told yeah. you, shut up, please. Not everything. <laughs> I think today. a lot of people are like kind of meme just playing along with a meme about like, oh, this game is imaginary, basically. Uh, yeah. And then there are some people that are dead serious and being annoying about it for sure yeah it's not real it's a scam fake fake game well talking you know about what? things I that i want to say oh sorry i just wanted to say real quick i'm not talking about the game i'm just saying i watch way too much youtube and it's crazy how like i always would say it to, to myself i'd be like there's no way these people really believe this stuff. Like, people aren't this crazy. And as I keep watching, yes, I get it's for clicks, likes, they earn money yeah. and all that stuff, so they fabricate shit. But actually, I'm starting to see a shift where people actually believe this stuff is real. And yeah. it's like the craziness of social media and YouTube and all that is changing people into these paranoid, like, everything's a conspiracy let's everything sucks like yeah. let's just be make news out of nothing that's why know? the flat earther thing was real and still is in some corners of the internet and that's why some people think things like space just don't exist like there's all kinds of stuff like that man like it's <laughs> unless the I've flag was it, moving on the moon bro unless moving. i've seen it firsthand i don't believe in it but i'm a christian i love jesus <laughs> makes total sense buddy <laughs> Makes total sense. Unless hey, listen, I, first hand, I don't believe it. I've got some real bad news for you guys here. Uh, three of our favorite games. I think these were our game of the year games from last year. Rumbleverse, Knockout City, and Crossfire X. Uh, all of them will be shutting down service this year. Some sort. Oh, yeah. But they're all you bad. know what's funny, though? I will, I, Knockout City was actually fun to play. Like, I've I only heard, played I've a little heard bit. it was really fun. It's yeah. actually fun. I think it they just couldn't get a well. sustainable audience. They just couldn't. Well, because yeah. there's just too much of that shit, bro. There's too many games that come out that are free, multiplayer. It's the same thing. They just put a different paint on it and then yeah, tweak the gameplay a little bit. That one I kind of feel bad about because it did have a kind of a unique thing and it looked fun. Rumbleverse looked so derivative. Like, it looked real bad. Like actually, a bad yes. Fortnite clone. Yeah, like I follow like gaming really, really closely, and when when I saw that post, I think it was Gaston who posted it or something, and I was like, "Is this that? Is this that one game like Multiverse?" I was confusing the Multiverse. Uh, yeah. No, that one's doing well, I think. But yeah, they're um, still adding random WB characters to it. I'm yeah. sure. Well, uh, so Crossfire X. Interesting thing with that one is uh, they're shutting down single player campaign too, which I'm like, wow. Bro. You basically just flat out saying we want to HBO this, and they had remedy work completely. on that. Like, what a waste! Yeah. Of, that's literally a waste. Bro, of I'm willing to bet they worked on like it. Was literally one that's guy, literally a resource on remedy that they paid two dollars just yeah. to put his name on the box. Can you no. touch this up for us? He doesn't yeah. even work for Remedy. His name is Dave Remedy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's his last name is Remedy. <laughs> 
Oh, the Remedy family. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Very famous. So that was like that was another one where I think I remember when they announced it, Kyle and I, because we like Remedy, we were like, dude, this could be cool, blah, blah, yeah, blah. And then exactly. as it got closer, we were like, Nobody's I didn't even, anything. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even download the game. I didn't even try it. I never Kyle tried I, it. Kyle and I played it the night of. I played like four levels of the single player. I don't know if Kyle beat it. I think he got halfway through the campaign. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, it was not. It's not good. It's just not. It's not yeah. that it's like I watched enough on it. It's not it that, that it's like, like objectively bad, but it's like it's just not fun. Like I mean, it's just like kind of like just the shooting just didn't feel good. Um, the level design just felt a little contrived. I was gonna say it looks like a game ready. from like ten or fifteen years ago. And yeah, I'm not just was, talking visually. It was like a 360 like shooter. Gameplay yeah. and the AI of characters who are like, dude, I'm just gonna run out in front and give you five yeah. seconds to shoot at it, me. It does not look like the genre that Remedy would thrive at. They're better at making right. games that are like third-person action adventures with nonsensical dialogue that confuses the crap out of you right. every step yeah. of the way. If That's their, go read their a book, stories are find the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last thing I'll mention too is uh, E3 is co- coming up. Of course, they're going to try to revamp E3 to see how it goes because it sounds like, even though they have said they've had an incredible amount of interest from some of the biggest players in in the video game industry. I don't three, think three those players, players include Microsoft, Nintendo, or PlayStation. <laughs> but uh, great, good job. But, but hey, the, Ubisoft, Ubisoft will be there for Just Dance 2023, so listen, I mean, it's gonna be fine. Mike, guys. Microsoft has already pretty much confirmed they're gonna be doing like a Summer Games Fest type of a thing. Like they'll be doing something right. during that. I week. think that I think all of them are right. gonna do something. But they're not gonna the be time. at the show. Like E3 is trying to convince you to come and experience the show floor and try games. None but of those three are gonna have. Nobody has a reason to do that. Do you know how much money you save by not going there? Yeah. Like a ton of money. Like so E3 true. would have to pay people to pay Microsoft and Sony for them yeah. to come so it'd be worth their while and then sell tickets at a higher price to kind of like... Yeah, if you want hands-on, just put out a demo for a thing and then put together yeah. some kind of digital presentation. Nintendo actually was the smart one first. They're the ones that got, got away from E3, what, five, six years ago? They were they like, did. we're just doing directs. Yeah. Like, I know people want E3 that, as we remember it, to be a thing. It's not. It's like yeah. happy nostalgic memories attached to it for sure. Like, I totally get... Because I still have happy memories of like following E3 from a distance via magazines and then eventually via internet, and I just I loved it. Um, but um, there's other things. It's not like there's not even I don't like that anymore. There's other. Yeah, stuff. I don't care if E3 goes away. Like if it never happened again, I wouldn't be sad. Mm-hmm. Only thing that would make me sad is if the companies, and we're talking about the big three, um, or even you could say big five or six didn't make announcements during that June timeframe. Like as long as they all kind of like have a silent agreement, they were like, we're going to do our own thing, but we're going to release it all in this week. So it's that Christmas feeling of like like, that week. Yeah. Yes. That's what I would miss is if they were like, you know what? I'm going to have a show in June. Well, I'm going to have one in August. I'm going to have one in November. Then I would be like, the summer games fest thing. Usually they centered, they centered it around that last couple summers at least. So that gave it a kind of a hub. So, and that's anyway. going to keep going, I'm, I'm sure. Um, yep, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's wrap it up with anything else lingering that we've been playing or watching. Um, I'll just throw this out there. I tried this game, Rain World. Um, I don't I don't recommend it for most folks. It really had a Ori look to it, with its, um, at least with its kind of thumbnail. But then once you play the game itself, it's very like pixel art. Think more like Owlboy or 
something like that. It's not that's not one of those crisp art styles. It's very kind of grimy, pixely. The animation does look cool. It's very physics based. Both your character and enemies are very kind of floppy around on the stage, which certainly is not going to appeal to everybody. And it's also like really harsh. The idea is like you have to survive. And then before the rain comes in rain world, uh, you better find um, these shelters that are very hard to find. <laughs> so you can die pretty easily. And then it resets to the last day. So it is uh, it's a challenging game. It's got an interesting premise, but not necessarily something that I recommend to everybody. Um, but yeah, uh, anybody else playing more Hi-Fi Rush? I sadly haven't yes. put any other time into it. What do you think? Yeah, Jeff? I any played. Uh, I played the second level um, before we, right before we recorded. Okay. Um, and I beat that Rekka girl or whatever. She's basically like a pro wrestler. She even has a belt. Uh, and it's so funny. Every time she hits you, she poses like, "Yeah, oh, give it up." And there's no audience, so it's just really funny. Um, this game is just so special, dude. Like, I just don't, I don't know how, yeah. I obviously don't know. I can't predict how the rest of the year is going to shake out, but I don't know how this doesn't end up in my 10 for the, by the end of the year. Cause yeah. it's just, it's so freaking unique. And well, I just even if love it doesn't end style. up in your 10, it could be in like, and we, I don't know. Did we do it last year? Like surprise? Like we should have yeah, like we, a top I mean, it literally is a surprise. So prize. yeah, it's so true. Because uh, nobody surprise. nobody knew about this game before they announced it at the direct and then uh, developer whatever it's called. Um, so uh, then then it was released that same day. So like nobody knew about this and then here yeah. we are and now we're getting reviews coming in because people are starting to beat it. I don't even and think there was leaks. I don't think no. nobody ever talked. About yeah, this, ever. right now nobody it's sitting at like a eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Yeah, reviews I are insanely good want, for this game. I actually do want to try it. I I yep. know I was a I negative think like it. about it, but. Honestly, like at, at second level, uh, the first level I was focusing a lot on, okay, rhythm, Dude, here's the beat. And the yeah. second level, I was just more so button mashing, but then I somehow naturally, like Tim was explaining yeah. last week, I just naturally got in the rhythm of what the game was wanting me to do, just because it's hard to avoid. Like, I mean, it really is. Uh, the combat's just naturally designed for you to play within the rhythm of it um, without you even thinking that you're doing it. So, like, Rhythm I, games are not for white people. <laughs> Uh, so they're uh, the art style in this game is so, so good too. I, by the I, way, dude, the art style is next level amazing. It's so fucking. I love great. the um, like the vibe of it because I'm telling yeah. you, it's Jet Set Radio, which I love Jet Set Radio. And, like, and there's like and Jeff, there's are actually, you actually second... like chuckling at certain parts? Like it feels yeah. funny to me. Like I think it's yeah, a funny. It's funny. And there was like a moment where you learn uh, that you can summon uh, your partner in crime. You can summon her and she'll shoot something for you. And when she reveals that, he's like. You could have been here the whole time. He's like, so, <laughs> he's like so upset about it. Um, I, this is the game that's probably gonna make me want to play it more out of all the other stuff that's come out. And I haven't even tried Dead Space yet, so that could be that could be something that hooks me. It's so fun to see the a new yeah. IP kick out of nowhere to right. cut it off the year. And I think I and do think Tango Gameworks they, has stumbled upon a really great new IP here. I do. I agree. I think they've got something, and I special. think it's it's really really interesting too. Like I mean, the story is it's not like deep or anything, but but they uh, they do that video game thing where like you beat the first boss, and then after that you get it's revealed to you who all the other bosses are, so you right. know who you're gonna fight and who like the main guy is that runs the company. Um, the main guy damn, is the same dude. name as my oldest son. Okay. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Although awesome. we didn't name it with a K, but still. Gotcha. Um, that's smart. That's smart. 
It's a little too close to Kane. That's got to be Kane uh, from wrestling. Uh, (laughs) The way they spell it. Um, Anyway, uh, it's just it's just tremendous, dude. I can't I can't like every time I I beat a level or something or I finish play session, I'm like, why am I not playing this more? Like this is just exactly my kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. And And I love that it doesn't really punish you for. I mean, yes, you get a low score per each combat round. If you don't really do the rhythm thing that, that well or clear it in a good time. Um, so like when I first started, because I hadn't played it in like a week, last week was like Sundance for me. So I was mostly watching movies. Um, I hadn't played it in a week. So like the first, the second level I was playing, I started extremely rough. I kept getting D's and C's. Yeah. And then like in oh, the like last, I was getting a lot of D's, dude. And then the <laughs> second half of the level, little bill getting, action. I was getting nothing but like S tier ratings and A's and stuff. So like eventually you just naturally come into it. You don't have to force yourself to do the rhythm stuff and get high scores. Damn it. I love it. I, and, and the unlockables are so rad too. Like, like every time I go, okay, I really need to spend money on an item so I can get another uh, special, special move unlocked. Uh, I look at all the other combos that are available, and I'm like, damn, that looks cool, too. I want to get yeah. that as well. I think so. I'll boot it up after our show. I'll, I have it downloaded. I just keep – actually, I keep forgetting because I have – I'm not actually actively playing a lot of games right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I want to I want to. I think you should up. at least try I, – I recommend the first two – I think the first two levels are best because the first one is mainly like a training yeah, level. I, you have and to the second level is like, stuff. okay, now you're in the thick of it. Now you're getting more stuff revealed to you that's going to be with you for the rest of the game. Um, I'll give it a shot. That gives you like a, f- a firm grasp on it. And each one is like a 45 to an hour level. And I think there's 10 levels. Okay. Um, yeah, the other game I was playing was Forspoken. I played the first two chapters. I am going to go back to it, but those first two chapters are extremely rough. I, I can't oh, lie. Oh, bro, New York is terrible. It's terrible. And it's then the one terrible. after that is, yes, you do get some combat in there. Uh, and that, no, some of that is fun. But, dude, the dialogue and being introduced and to everything is yeah, so... Yeah, just go, go explore so the open bad. world. And if you don't <laughs> like that, then you don't like the game. But right. the, the first, I will admit, and it's no excuse because game, these developers know they should do a better job of, like, capturing us especially when we're getting 80 games coming out in a right. week yeah uh, but that one the the way they start the game off is it's absolutely and kyle i mentioned it to kyle after we finished recording our current set go white glistens current cinema uh, it's, an, it's a spin-off it's uh, coming out every thursday so far uh me and kyle um so like <laughs> when we finished uh recording i was like i played the first few chapters of forespoken and he was like yeah forespoken has like gamer padding in it uh that's how he described it where it's like they're adding all these extra lines and stuff or making you do things that make you go why are we doing this like it's, well he at said the very beginning at the setup of it um he said that he really wanted um to have added like a game of the year award he wanted to add like best side quest in a game and he said <laughs> feeding the sheep he loved that side quest. he liked the twist yeah. you know where you're yeah. you're foreshadowing jesus and you're feeding the sheep <laughs> he said i'm just saying what you're, Kyle just, you're just verbatim repeating what he said yeah you're and i like, think dude. he also said he loves the dialogue all the dialogue between uh fray and cuff he even turned up their interactions yeah. I'll, I'll be honest you guys prepare me efficiently for that so yeah. it, before i even started the game i changed the accessibility setting to minimal interactions so they don't talk at all unless it's a cutscene now 
Um, they they still talked while I would play, and yeah. they would repeat themselves. But some of the stuff was funny, but some of it was like literally like he would ask the same question like so something New York, oh. and she's like it's New York, and I'm and, like oh my god. Kyle Stop pointed saying. out something too that I observed in the first couple chapters where she would ask him, uh, Cuff a question and he would just basically say in a smart British accent way, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what's the point of Cuff? Like, he doesn't know anything about this world at all. He's just like, oh. he's like, how are they speaking? She goes, how are they speaking English in this dimension? Someone and he goes, at some point, and he goes, that I don't know. Like... That's, you know, that sometimes languages cross dimensions. And that was his explanation. Someone and, thought that was fun banter. Like, like, hey, look yeah. at Uncharted and how they do fun banter as you travel. Let's do that. And that so. Honestly, that, that specific piece of banter where she's like, how are they speaking English here? They should not have even written that in the game. Because now I, as a gamer, am thinking about it. And now I'm like, yeah, why are they speaking English? Like, now it's going to bother me if they don't answer it. So they shouldn't have even written the line. Yeah, it's kind of like watching the latest <laughs> season of uh, Jack Ryan and all the Russian guys were just speaking English with their thick Russian accents the whole time. Uh, I was like, you are in Russia now. All you right. Yeah. yeah, got it. Uh, I played this. Of course, uh, by the way, of course, Russians are the bad guy in that show. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm playing this. Uh, I know. Of course they are. Oh, and a lot of it is very like, ooh, real world, hitting some real world stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. nuclear threats and taking it, that's probably it. why they took so long to release it honestly yeah. they're like let's cool down this really close to russia ukraine thing yeah um except that's i think czech in this show i can't remember but anyway um i played this uh early access game called black skylands which is um the perspective is very odd like you're it's an overhead perspective but it's basically you're basically in this airship colony and you can travel around and explore these floating islands and you can take on enemies and upgrade your ship and get new weapons and harvest stuff to go back and then rebuild up your main base uh, build up armory and all that kind of stuff but the, the overhead view does kind of work for the combat it's a little like hotline miami-esque where you're just kind of like quickly aiming in a circle and switching weapons and it's old gta and attacking yeah like old gta yeah exactly yeah um but uh, but I like it. I think it's good. I like it's the got, art style though. Even for being top down, it looks good. Even top down, yeah. And it's got one of the you know pretty standard story opening where you, your first couple little missions are just very kind of lighthearted. You're a little kid, and then it jumps. You know, some bad stuff happens, and it jumps seven years later, and now you're kind of like a you're a young adult who's now in an actual war. It's no longer mm. pretend. You know, so it's that, it's that kind of a thing. But uh, but I liked it, or I like it. I think Black Skylands is a cool game. It's and it's early. Access. You said it's early access, or was it a demo that you played? No, it's early access because I, oh, I own okay. it. I bought it. Um, oh, okay. But I, I do like it. Nice. Um, and I wanted to mention uh, the last thing I have that I'm playing uh, is Goldeneye. Um, oh, okay. And I know we touched on it last week because that was released last week. Uh, but I finally got a chance to try it on Switch uh, as I was totally working. And that's totally <laughs> fine, guys. It's fine. I can yeah. multitask. Uh, but uh, it was, to me, unplayable on Switch. Like... The left joystick was allowed you to turn around and uh, move forward and backwards. And the right joystick allowed you to look up and down and, to, and strafe. So I was totally just like, I can't make sense of this at they all. They mapped it to the N64 controller button. Basically, yes, they did. And it doesn't they, play well. They, we didn't have Halo or something like that. Right. It kind of had perfected right. first-person shooting if you go, even though Even though the Switch offers online multiplayer, and that's great... Uh, they perfected it on Xbox, man. Like they even widened, they made it, they made it 4K. Like it's it's still an N64 game, don't get me wrong. But normally when you put on an N64 game, it's a square. 
you know, on a, on a widescreen TV. But no, man, they made it wide. The picture's wide. It plays like a modern shooter. Like, the reload button makes sense. Uh, the way it yeah. controls makes sense. So Everything that, just makes be, sense on Xbox. Yeah, it would be, so that's crazy. so dumb that it would be so different on Nintendo. I know. get it for nostalgia purposes, but why not make that optional? Like, hey, do you want to play it how you used to play it on the N64? Right. Do you want big, modern Yeah, you know, big classic controls? controllers. With the big Trident want... controller. Yeah. yeah, do you... <laughs> And that's I mean, funny if you go if on the switch if you go to the menu for the controls and you because they have like ten button mappings yeah. you can choose from it's it's got the picture of an N sixty four controller. Oh, I'm like, like oh, listen, they really they literally just emulated the game into the switch. They when the N sixty four dropped and the idea of an analog stick that lets you move in a three D space yeah. like yeah. that was like industry changing dude I, I totally remember people first like having friends over and they've never played it before and i actually would hold it like this, this and kind of like this. Move, yeah move yeah this. like what because they can't figure look it at, out look at mario look at mario he's walking in a full circle like that was amazing it was mind-blowing at the time totally. that was yeah um, but quickly other companies like xbox specifically with first person shooters they picked that up and they were like we're gonna make this awesome and they did and so they did. yeah um anyway Thank goodness that, and I don't know, the acquisition has mostly been terrible for Rare because they've released, like, what, one game? Yeah. Uh, but, like, thank goodness that Microsoft owned them so they could at least refine the controls for a re-release of GoldenEye. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because so, that's how it, it plays way better on Xbox. That's just where I'm going to recommend it if yeah. anybody wants to jump back in. That is totally I just, fair. I know we're getting towards the end of the show. I'm just going to talk about a couple of things and make them close out. Um, I did beat Dead Space on on last week's episode. I said I was in chapter eight of twelve. Yep. The next morning, I woke up and plowed through the last uh, four chapters. Uh, good story, like really good story. Good setup for a sequel. Um, which there's a lot of lore to this uh, franchise. Like I ended up watching a um, twenty five minute like GameSpot video that goes. He goes through. The books, the comics, all the video games, all the DLC, all the video games that people don't even know about. Like there's Dead Space, Dead Space 2, Dead Space 3, but there's also little smaller games that are like prequels and stuff like that that came out as well. And he breaks it down and it's real. There's a lot to this, uh, the lore and the story and the characters, but game's phenomenal. Um, is it going to be, like, in my top ten? I think so. It'll be hard, but it would be in the bottom just because of the amount of games that are coming out this year. But as far as horror games, it's 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 got to be top five for me. I'm not going to put it in the top spot, even though objectively it probably plays the best. Um, and it nails atmosphere and actually being spooky. Um, but I uh, clearly prefer Resident Evil games, um, so they'll always remain above it. But still, really good experience. And then the only other thing I would add on gaming is I'm continuing to play through Fire Emblem Engage. Ooh, uh, nice. Really enjoying that game. Um, story, I agree with Kyle. The story isn't as dark. And, and I think it's because the characters, it's like they're so lighthearted that it's hard to believe that anything terrible is happening. Yeah. Um, even the like villains are like, hey, I want your ring and I'm bad. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not. And you're actually really attractive. So I don't want to fight you. <laughs> I feel weird about uh, this. 
because um, I just fought like the sister of one of them, and I'm like, yeah, you're both hot. Like, no, I don't want to fight you. Um, but anyway, so I'm enjoying that. Again, I've said it before. That's going to be something I just continue to pace myself through, and I will beat the game because I just love Fire Emblem now. And then as far as other entertainment, because actually after I beat Forspoken, beat Dead Space, I did get in that lull where I was like, yeah, when I don't, when you beat a game that you're enjoying, it can it can take a moment to get back yeah. into something. Yeah. So even Fire Emblem Engage, I had to take like three days off gaming, and all I did was watch stuff. So I actually ended up watching Ozark season four. I had watched the previous three seasons like I think two or three years ago, um, but I finally finished that series. Really good. Um, I really enjoyed the the series as a whole um the season four i thought was i thought it was good but i had some some issues with that i'm not going to get into it but i just didn't think it was uh i don't know i was expecting i was wanting something a little bit more at the ending and what i wanted and what they delivered didn't match so it was a little disappointing yeah. but i again i can't knock in and say oh it's terrible or it was terribly written still a really good show and I, I like some of the themes they hit on, like where, like, just like some of the characters, like the way they 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 acted and how like everybody else was seeing it. And I'm like, it was nice that they were seeing it because sometimes I'll watch stuff and I'm just like, this character is dumb, and everybody's acting like they're smart, or this character's controlling, and we're acting like they're not controlling, uh, and the yeah. other characters yeah. in the show were like. This character is evil and they're controlling. In fact, I'm just going to say it. this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it didn't actually happen. I'm like, you know what? The wife is the villain. She's the villain in this show. Wendy she's Bird. Gonna, she's going to be the villain. And that's why I think I was a little disappointed in the ending because I wanted her to like just self-destruct and become like full on villain. But um, but overall, still a really, really, really good show. Like. Kind of sad there isn't going to be another season, but I'm also like, no, there's only so much like terrible things that can happen to a group of four people. Yeah, let's let's just it cut was, this shit it off. Was, it was definitely time. Yeah. Oh, it it's definitely time. Yeah. They could have cut it off earlier, but it's still. Yeah, as far great. as like uh, those antihero, you know, doing crime yet we're still rooting for them shows go. And there's a good number of those out there. It's not the top of that list for me personally. Um, it's it's up against stuff like Breaking Bad, so it's kind of unfair. But um, yeah, um, but it's very good. Like it's I it's like that. Um, I don't know, man. I just love the ending. Like I, at first, I didn't. I was pretty upset, and and I think the show knew that would happen, and and they were definitely going for that. Uh, but I don't know. I just kind of let it sit for like a week, and then I was like, no, you know what? I think I loved it, uh, just because it was so the anti Breaking Bad type thing. Like it was so yeah. anti every other version of this story we've seen that i kind of i kind of liked it i ended up coming out the other side going oh yeah i see what they were doing there yeah um, i'm it trying wasn't, not to spoil it for anybody that's still it watching. wasn't as um shocking and cliffhangery as like the sopranos the ending of that show thank god like, <laughs> like can you imagine wait, that debate online what oh happened god, there dude, like everyone yeah. kind of assumed like that happened right did that happen it seems like that was about to happen but they went to a black screens so we didn't get to see it happen like <laughs> That show has an infuriating ending for, for yeah. most people, but which was part of what made it brilliant, honestly. But yeah. um, right, right. 
but uh but this didn't have that this had much quieter like things happen at the end but just kind of felt like things quiet like it felt like that final episode there was tension but it just kind of quieted down and then ended it was kind of different there wasn't like a big shootout or something crazy at the end it was like just kind of got quiet and there was some sadness and then it was over it was like oh okay ruth's scene near the end of the finale was yeah she had a good she had a good few moments that were like she did i don't know she had a great and let's just say she had a great line towards the end of the finale. Let's just say that. Let's she yeah. had she had a great few excellent line. ending lines. Yeah, that made me say, that made me laugh. Like I was like, oh, that's that's certainly a way to play that. That was really yeah. refreshing. Maybe what hurt it for me, and I'm just thinking about it now. I didn't I didn't say this to myself before this show uh, in this conversation. What made a hurt hurt it overall for me is the best villain they had. Like like I really hate you, dude. You need to die. Died in like episode seven or eight, <laughs> and and then of oh, the first season or the no, last season. No, no, oh, he means okay. the kind of final, the final antagonist they had. Yeah, and he then was, he was scary. Like you were like, what is he gonna do next? Yeah, yeah, he was just crazy. You didn't know what he was gonna do. He had no problem killing cops, like whoever. He yeah, was. he just I did actually, whatever. I actually love the way that that all went. Like that. Oh, that moment had me. Ooh, that was really exciting. Yeah, actually. I was, was really cool. not mad that it happened. I, I just didn't the the because he died when he died. Yeah, they didn't. I felt like the really danger cap- was gone. Exactly, and they didn't really fill the void with somebody captivating. Now they obviously tried to not replace him, but they brought somebody else in that's like she's kind of creepy or whatever, or she's yeah, kind she's of powerful. intimidating. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of intimidating with him, but she wasn't there long enough, and she didn't really do anything until the very end, right. very very end. So that's when you see how she it, runs her, yeah, whatever you call it, cartel, basically, yeah. So I think that's where some of the lack, like, and I was like, oh. But mm. then when I thought about it, and I was like, okay, there's some smart things about it, but I want it again. It's not a surprise. I like twists, so I I like to be like, I I don't know how this is gonna end, and then them pull something out of it that I'm like. <gasps> Ah, I didn't think about that. That's so good. And that didn't do this. This was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that show a lot. I'm also watching I'm also watching an, an older show that just finished recently that I'm finally catching up on. That's Peaky Peaky Blinders. Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders. They wear hats <laughs> like this, yeah. Literally. You need some, you need some blades. Ever. You need some blades in there. I do some razor blades put right yeah. here. So yeah. I just now got into season two. I just met Tom Hardy's character, and that guy's awesome. Like as soon as he was in the show, I was like, "Oh, this show just got instantly better than it already was." Every Tom Hardy thing, show, movie needs a Tom Hardy subtitle. Dude, he's, I, he's in that he's role especially. So I'm weight. like, I can't understand you at all in this role. Oh, oh, yeah, that was gonna be my yeah. joke: the greatest actor who can't talk. He seems like he seems like he has like lockjaw sometimes because he barely pronounces words as he like jumbles them out. But he's dude, he's got so much weight in every scene. Like even just the look he gives, I'm like, gosh, this guy's so good. And then him and is it how do you pronounce it? Cillian or Killian? Killian Killian Murphy. Those two together are just amazing. And I know they've been other stuff together. Killian created the alpha male you see before you today. Killian <laughs> created it. I have who, no problem who? saying Peaky that. Talking about, talking about Jeff? Who are you talking about? Okay, Me? Bro. Okay. Bro. Okay. Okay, <laughs> bro. If um, I give in to it, that's a beta move, so I'm just going to alpha it up and just pretend like you didn't say that. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's very awesome. My feelings are hurt. Um, yeah, Peaky Blinders is 
fantastic. I'm loving it so far. The, Sam uh, Neil the, Sam Neil can really play a menacing slime ball. And I, I'm, I'm trying I'm to remember. There's uh, some brothers that are in the show. Um, they're brothers in real life that are in the oh. show. Um, Sam Neill's awesome, like you said. He's in the first couple seasons. Uh, Helen McCrory died uh, before the final season. Yeah. The actress did. Right, um, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. So sad. Because she um, also plays, uh, she's in the Harry Potter movies, too. She's yeah, a, yeah. She was... Uh, Malfoy. Uh, Bellatrix. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. Malfoy. She was, not, not Bellatrix. She, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, so Joe Cole plays... Uh, he plays one of the characters. He plays uh, uh, Finn and Johnny. Oh, my he God. Plays Johnny. Finn and Joel are brothers. Holy crap. Yeah, and Finn Cole later shows up. Uh, and, yeah, they're real-life brothers. And, and he plays a totally different character. Not They're not related at all. To me, That's they tough. don't even really look that Really? Alike. I see similarities there. That's kind of cool. That's cool. Well, I'm enjoying it. Listen, there's uh, even though there's a bit of a slowdown this week, there's plenty that we're playing and watching. I hope you yeah. guys listening are enjoying stuff too. But before we get into the crazy deluge, next week should be fun. It's one main game. It's all about Hogwarts Legacy and then uh, a whole bunch of other stuff in the weeks that follow. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Kyle and Dan, looking forward to having you guys back next week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Dan's fired, so he's not coming back. <laughs>